want to see Francis. Francis is busy. Busy doing what? He's having his bath. Oh, really? Where are they hosing him down? Rip the mic. Is that what they say? Yeah. I'm going to rip it. <laughs> I can't say I'm going to rip it. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. What up? We can rip it if we want to. That's yeah. cool, man. Yeah. We're outside. Yeah. We can do almost whatever we want out here. <laughs> almost. <laughs> oh, so how's everybody been? How you been, man? Oh, man, I, I've it's been... been a while. It's, been, it's, been, it's only been two weeks, but it seems like it's been a uh, Seems forever. like it's been forever, dude. Yeah, I... You know, I, I've been all right. I had, you know, a loss in the family, yep. and um, but on like a brighter note than that, obviously, um, I got my captain's license nice. test. I didn't get the the license yet, but uh, it's close. I'm, yeah, I'm super excited about that. I how had, long? How long do you you guess until it's in your pocket? I'm guessing like all in all, it'll be like three or four months. That's cool. You Let know. the quarantine just play itself out. And, yeah. Yep. And then everybody's gonna want to go fishing, and yep. I'll be like, let's go. Let's go. It's nice and cool now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And you can do it. Uh, can you do it any state, or is uh, it just Florida? No, it's any state. Oh, really? Yeah, That's it's any great. state. I have to get what's called a Twit card, and I don't remember exactly what that stands That's for. Right. It's so if you want to go hand. to Maine and get you ice fish, do some ice fishing and shit, you can captain that. Thing. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, I think that's the biggest thing about the captains; they just know the area, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Because I. I even places that I went to up north up north when I was a kid might be the only times I've ever known any places where I was like fishing and just camping and doing all that stuff. Right. As an adult, I always I that's what kind of and this probably is something that will happen or uh, occur with a lot of your customers too is when I came down to Florida, it was like a totally different type of fishing and I didn't know where anything was. Right. So I I was kind of uh overwhelmed to even start it up again yeah until you meet somebody who's a fisherman and they were like oh i can take you out and do this and everything yeah. so you're kind of the in-between be like come here you're yeah. visiting town i'll take you out you want to yeah. catch them because i bet that's a huge thing for fishermen that like like living here and then going up to new england uh trout fish or something like oh that, yeah or definitely them coming down here to i don't know what's the big fish that everyone wants in florida well i mean if you're going freshwater fishing it's bass, it's bass you know yeah. and that's what i was about to say when i moved to arizona um like you know because i'm a bass fisherman and they have bass fishing out yeah. there but it's completely different you know what i mean because yeah. it's just a completely different style of fishing so i had to learn all these different techniques to yeah. go there and catch fish you know and then i come back to florida I haven't used one of those techniques yeah. since. It's crazy. Know? It's a lifestyle. Do you like look at the map of the United States as salmon? Because yeah. <laughs> like, you, you don't travel a whole lot, but when you do, I would imagine you I, did, I, have you tried to get fishing in when you go to different places? Like That's, that's why I don't go on vacations <laughs> is because I'm like, well, if I go somewhere, I want to go to the beach and I want to go fishing on a boat for, you know, but the, dude, it's expensive to take like a big charter. It's like two grand, you know? Like, oh, yeah. You know, so I... I, I don't go on vacation much because I just want to go fishing. <laughs> as long as you don't watch Gone Fishing, yeah. you're good. <laughs> we should say, but before we, get, uh, before we uh, go any further, we should mention uh, Chadwick oh, just man. died this morning. If, this was a, if people are watching this years from now, Chadwick Boseman, man, he was, he was incredible and uh, completely shocked. First thing I said to Justin, I said, did you know he was sick? Yeah. Because I had no idea he had uh, colon cancer. No clue. No idea. Apparently he had been fighting it for four years. Yeah. I'm assuming the people on that were close, were close with him and worked with him knew about it. Uh, but 
you would think if that was the case, it would have gotten out to a lot of different people. When did Black Panther came out in 2016, right? Yeah, so it must have happened like right around. They said, yeah, they said he was diagnosed in 2016. Okay. So, and I had seen him before that in uh, the 42, the uh, Jackie, Jackie Robinson. Robinson yeah, movie. that was. It was, was so incredible. Good. It was yeah, really dude. good. I was with baseball movies and sports movies. You kind of always going in that it's either going to be incredible or it's going to be eh. Yeah. Uh, they're never usually bad, but when I went and saw that because. With me, it was uh, Harrison Ford's role opposite. I didn't know how, if I was going to like it or not because I went in there thinking he was going to be an asshole, and he turned out he wasn't an mm-hmm. asshole, and he was actually fighting for him. And I was like, that was my introduction to uh, Jadwick. But yeah. uh, obviously, I, that must have been like a year or two before Black That might have been 2014, maybe. I think it was. And then Black Panther came out, and bam, just yep. like cultural explosion. I still haven't seen... Uh 21 bridges the bridges yeah i forget about that here you keep talking (laughs) i really i really want to see that movie though i i remember seeing the uh the preview for it and you know because once endgame was over everybody like the whole main cast from the avengers all went and did movies immediately Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and I think, except for Knives Out, um, I think that 21 Bridges looked the Damn, best. Damn, I forgot he was in Knives Out. Well, he wasn't in Knives no, Out. No, no, he wasn't. Who uh, was? No, uh, Chris Evans. Oh, Chris Evans. Yeah. Um, I'm no, just... wasn't he the... Uh... Oh, I'm thinking of the guy from... Uh... Who's the one who played the, one of the detectives in that movie? He was really good, too, in Knives Out. Uh, Daniel Craig. No, that was the uh, the, the black cop. I don't remember Damn, off the top I don't of my know head. Who he is. All Just right. because I, I, yeah, but you know, out of all, because then they did like Men in Black International, and then Doctor Doolittle, and so everybody kind of branched out and did their own movies. And I thought that Knives Out and Twenty One Bridges looked like they were probably the best out of all of the offshoots of the Avenger actors. You know, um, so that was Lakeith Stenfield, the okay. one from uh, Get Out. He's great. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, the 21 Bridges one was directed by the Endgame guys. Oh, was it really? Yeah. I didn't realize so that. They, and the, uh, also the Winter Soldier. I mean, he did the Winter Soldier yeah, and Civil well, I, War guys. I bet so, you... The, I, I hear it was good. I never got to see it. I'm, I'll certainly watch I it now. I bet you the revenues on it go up a lot. Now, have you rented Bill and Ted? Not yet. I was going to watch it last <laughs> night, dude, but I have... 20 su- bucks. 20 bucks to rent, 25 to rent and own. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, well, then I'll probably just stick with the 25 <sighs> Just I know, ahead. I'd rather not get a digital copy, but man, I'm like, I know I'm going to like it, but I'd rather have a, a hard copy when it comes out. Yeah. Everyone loves it. Do Everyone they? Everyone loves I it. I watched, like two weeks ago, yeah. I watched Bill and Ted's yeah. Excellent Adventure. Oh, so you're primed. Yeah, you're oh, dude, I was, like, I was like, I can't <laughs> wait. Like, uh, Alex Winter looks really good in it. Yeah. I, I, I hate to say that uh, Keanu's starting to look, he's like, starting, he's starting to look he's a little starting old. starting to get there. But yep. uh I don't think Alex does. Alex mm-hmm. looks fucking fantastic. Yeah. And uh, he released a couple behind-the-scenes photos. And I know they're doing some crazy time jumps and everything, but it really excited me that he released a photo, a black-and-white photo of him looking like this 500-pound muscle guy with tats in, prison. In, a, in a bald head. I saw that on the everything. preview. Yeah, and I'm like, what the hell is this we're watching? I was like, that must be some crazy alternate, alternate thing. universe, That's yeah. what it really has to do is... Their, their kids somehow get into the thing and then have to go back to different uh, times to get them to come help them or something like uh-huh. that. So I'm excited. I'd like to watch it. It's a perfect like, uh, uh, weekend, weekend quarantine movie where tons of sad shit's happening all over I the know, place. Dude. So, uh, But let's get started. We're, t- we're talking about today. Last week we did, our ca- we did two weeks of character actors. It was three weeks of character actors because we did Daniel Day-Lewis, um, Christian Bale, and then Gary Oldman. Yeah. And uh, now we're, we're going to make that shift from method actors. I had to actually uh, 
uh, I explained to my mom the difference between character actors and method actors. Mm-hmm. So there's a major difference just because character actors are usually the the person you you spot and you can you can pinpoint. You've seen that guy before. You're not quite sure. Yeah. He's usually played the desk clerk, or he's played Mr. the Mr. Uh, Herman. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Herman. <laughs> or he's played the taxi driver, or it, just. Some of those guys that are typecast in those certain roles, until eventually they'll branch out and they'll do, they'll play the villain in this role or that role. Method actors usually are those next level actors. That sorry, I'm about to sneeze. Oh. Uh. And bless you. Right, good. <laughs> uh, uh, method actors is more of those crazy, insane, like uh, like actors that have been around forever that can transform themselves that are next level. And that, sometimes that each don't of them, come back. Yeah, that each of them have like three or four Oscars or should have three or four Oscars. Uh, yeah, I was listening to the Gary Oldman pod the other day and you were, uh, you were talking about his voices and stuff. And it reminded me, I saw this interview with him. I think it was on The Tonight Show a long time ago. Um, and he basically said, like, I don't even remember what my real voice sounds that's like anymore. Yeah, scary, you know, I know, dude. Like, <laughs> that'd be crazy if I just couldn't remember how I talk. It, any, coming from anyone besides a method actor, that would seem ridiculous. But a method actor, you could see that because all those guys have trouble shaking those characters. Oh, yeah, that's another dude. thing we didn't even mention that uh, that a lot of those guys, their like loved ones and everything, did not like them after the movie's over. I bet. They're like, play somebody, be method on somebody <laughs> yeah. nice. Somebody nice yeah. and sweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but this is, this week we got ten. And we've been doing this is number six. This is number six of our character actors, and this is a really fun pod for us because we just list like ten on this one. But we in the past we've done fifteen when Dave's been here, but since he's not here today, we're going to do ten, and uh, we'll just name like uh, a different actor and a whole bunch of different movies they've uh, they've kind of been in that we might have seen or you remember them from, and just we can talk a little bit about his their history in uh, films because these guys don't get enough credit for the shit they do. I know they're not collecting uh, Oscars like the method actors, but these guys are like the glue they, right here, man. They collect and checks, though. For me, the character actors has always been my most interesting part of actors. Not that I don't like the big... Uh, glamorous actors and everything because they do the good stuff but man I love like the uh, Reginald Val Johnson who from like uh, he's the cop from uh, Die Hard who's played a cop yeah. in like everything yeah, exactly. I was like I see Reginald someplace I get excited I don't yeah. get as excited when well, I and see that's, the big and guys that's, yeah I, I'm right there with you because like like you said a method actor like you know that that's them you know what I mean yeah, yeah. but when it comes to a character actor you don't always know their names mm-hmm. you just go oh it's that guy yeah, yeah. oh it's that girl you know what I mean from that one movie that when they did this and like they've yeah. gotten better with it but a Occasionally, more times than not in the 80s and 90s, when you saw certain character actors, you knew he was going to turn out to be the villain. Yeah, absolutely. That was the problem. Oh, Michael Ironside's in this movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I wonder who's going to fucking lose his arm and kill somebody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we know it's definitely going to happen. Uh, and so we're going to start off, and we actually, I put the uh, our number of movie credits. This is the only, actually, the pods that we actually have, like, an extensive list, uh, because I don't want to get it all... I don't want to lose some of the big roles for some of these people. So we've got like a list of all 10 of these people and we've got like 10 or 12 movies listed here that we're just going to jump around and talk about and the number of movie titles they had. And usually every time we do one of these, we see who's had the most and who's had the uh, the least. I think we've set a record for the least. Yeah, no kidding. On this one. And that's just because he died super young. Uh, uh, and it's a crazy. Those are... We'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah. So, so we got one who's number five, and our big dog on this one is two hundred and seven. Yeah. So that's pretty insane, especially for a character actor. Yeah. Like, did you hear they're trying? They have a. Uh, this is a great character actor type of story too, and we've had this guy on uh, on past uh, character actor pods is James Hong. Have you heard about uh, James Hong's Lopan? Pan? Oh, I mean. Uh, 
he's has people have been uh, clamoring for him to get a star on the Walk of Fame, and they they have like a uh, GoFundMe out there oh, for nice. him to do it. He's had over seven hundred credits. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I mean, we mu- he must have been on must have been listed earlier when we did him on the pods, but I just completely forgot about. Yeah, that. that's and insane. how the hell he doesn't have a. Uh, one on the Star Walk of Fame and some douchebag does. Well, you got to pay for it, which is yeah. the thing. That's what the GoFundMe. It's like forty grand. It's is like that forty what it is? grand and like thirty thousand signatures or something like that. So they they can get it for him. It's going to happen. Uh, all they need is one big celebrity to tweet it out and they get it. Yeah. Because a lot of these people, it's like me. I hear someone doesn't have a walk, uh, star on the Walk of Fame. I'm like, really? He doesn't have a star? Yeah. You would think Matt Damon would have one by now. <laughs> no, he probably does. <laughs> All right, this guy might not, but this guy is incredible, man, and I love him. And I've I've watched him for years, and more times than not, he plays an asshole. But yeah. he does it really, really well. And that's the and I encourage everyone that's listening to this, look up on your phone. Look up their pictures, man, because there's a lot of these names you're not going to recognize, but when you see their face, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I know who that guy is. Yeah. I've seen him for years. Uh, so this first guy is Mark Strong. What's the what comes to your mind? I love doing this when we do these pods because I like to know where your mind immediately goes when you see Mark Strong. Immediately goes to Kingsman. Oh, goes to Kingsman. Yeah. Huh? See, that's even love, more exciting for me when it's somebody that's not what I would go. to. I love his role in that. Ah, uh, he's great. I, I love him. Was he in the second one? Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> All right. What did you like about him in the Kingsman? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, his role in that was great. Um, he was just kind of the the right hand man. He trained uh, the main character. I can't think of his name at the moment. Yeah, the guy from uh, Rocket Man. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, who's a really good uh, actor. Fuck, have you seen uh, Rocket Man yet? No, just I lent haven't. It, I, just I haven't lent seen it to my mom, and I know it's going to be like her favorite movie. I haven't seen that or um, what's the other one with the. Uh, Queen. Um, oh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, I haven't oh, seen that either. God, you gotta watch. You gotta watch both of them. Once I get, I got Bohemian. I can let you borrow. Yeah. Uh, and another one, the last one on this Mark Strong list, I gotta let you borrow too, man, because it's incredible. Uh, when my mind immediately goes to Kick Ass. God, I love him in Kick Ass. I don't remember as, him in uh, Kick Ass. As Red. Uh, oh, is he, he the dad? He's the dad. He's the okay. main villain. Okay, yeah, Reddit yeah, and yeah. Everything, and I, oh, I loved him, and uh, I love Kick Ass in general, man, because it's just—it's like a movie that you don't expect it to be when you're yeah. watching it. You were like, oh, this is just some kids' kind of superhero movie and everything. I said, no, this is wild and it's fun yeah. and it's some crazy action. And like at the end, where he's actually—they're actually coming after Mark Strong, and remember, he shoots the. And then how he dies too. And that is, they shoot the he shoots like the rocket launcher at his chest, and it hits him in the chest and blows him out the window. Oh wow! Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, Dave's, I'll speak for Dave right now. Dave's is number one, Syriana, and Mark Strong was it, he was super young and almost didn't look like him, but it sounded just like him. And I rewatched oh, yeah. it recently. I was like, that's totally Mark Strong, but he's got like this thin beard, and like they gave him a balding head. He was the one who tortured uh, George Clooney and pulled his. Uh, Fingernails I never saw off. Syriana. Oh my god! Yeah. You gotta see Syriana, man. Yeah, yeah. The, he he met with uh, George Clooney, and George Clooney thought he was an old friend. And then when, and all of a sudden, they put a hood over fucking George Clooney's head, and he woke up in a room with his hands duct taped oh, to a table. Fuck. And then he's like. He's pulling his uh, nails, nails off, off, and he's like, I'm going to cut your fucking head off, Bob. That's Dave's favorite line. And that's, that was our introduction to Mark Strong. We're like, yeah. oh, there's Mark Strong. <laughs> but some of the other movies, like Rock and Rolla, I love Rock and Rolla, man. That's that Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah. It was very similar to Snatch. I hated Sherlock Holmes. I liked Sherlock Couldn't Holmes. Couldn't stand it, man. I, I, I liked the first one. I thought the second one was shit. Yeah, I didn't like the first one at all. I didn't like that style with Sherlock Holmes. And mm-hmm. I'm not... I, I hate to say it. It's one of those. Everyone has that actor that makes no sense why they don't like. I yeah. don't like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I don't mind him as Iron Man. Right. I I, I'm, I'm fine with him as Iron Man. Everything else, because that 
it's not like he's acting. He, that ego and stuff that he always uses for yeah. for Tony Stark, yeah. he uses that in all his movies, and I don't think it works for all his roles. Well, and I think a lot of times these people get cast in these roles yeah. because because they're they not, do that. They're not acting. Yeah, yeah, you know they do what that I mean? thing. They are that pompous person, or they are that asshole, or they are that really nice person, or they are that weird guy. Like yeah. you got Joaquin Phoenix, you're not going to get a normal. Yeah, you know, um, and and I think that that's just kind of his role. Like, we got some villains here. Obviously, uh, Chuck Humsey probably was a villain too, was he? Um, I blocked sure, that whole movie out of my I'm head, pretty so. sure he was. I <laughs> yeah. think he was the the villain. I'm telling you, he is the villain. Almost everyone on this list up until, uh, I don't think he might not have been the villain in Rock and Roll because I know that was Tom. Well, uh, probably not in Wilkinson. Zero Dark Thirty. Uh, maybe not in that either. But uh, Robin <laughs> Hood and Green Lantern, he was definitely the villain. In Robin Hood, he was uh, he was the Sheriff of Nottingham, uh-huh. and uh, Green Lantern, he was Sinestro, which, thank God, he was fully, uh, had full prosthetics on his yeah. face, so they didn't have to get the uh, scene, because a lot of people don't know that's who was who was I in that outfit. Yeah. And that movie was, like, total garbage. Oh. Everyone doesn't want even, I, I it's love, like a pun that uh, Ryan Reynolds will use all the time. I now. love that he makes fun of that. <laughs> All the time, you know. Uh, John Carter, everyone hates, and I fucking love John Carter, man. I never saw I that liked one. It. I thought it was way, it was way better than anyone. It was one of those things that was similar to Waterworld, where they spent too much money on it. Yeah. So people were pissed that this is what you get for that much money. I loved it, man. I'm trying to remember. I what love that those was. weird world creating movies that a lot of some people either don't like at all, like Valerian. I fucking love Valerian, and I love John Carter, man. It's one of those. Uh, and the, John Carter stars that guy from uh, Savages. Do you remember the Savages movie, the uh, the pot dealers? Yeah, with Benicio del Toro. Yeah, he was the one that played Gambit. Uh, he played Gambit. Yeah, in X-Men I know. Yeah, 3, I think, or is it the Origins one? He was. Gambit. I think it's the Origins, the Origins one. Yeah. yeah, he was John Carter, and he was good. Uh, what else we got on it? Oh, I skipped t- uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Yeah, he was great in that man. He was one of the main guys that were a part of that spy organization. And uh, Shazam, man, yeah. Shazam, he was great. Dude, he was Shazam, great man. in Shazam, dude. That opening, man, he was powerful. Yeah. That, actually, now that I, I was just gonna glance over that one, but that might be one of his best villain yeah. performances. When he went in to kill his father, yes. Oh my god, yeah, the that was great. Played and brilliantly by John Glover, the great uh, John Glover, who I loved in uh, Gremlins Two. He was the one that was running that whole company. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he was also in Payback with Mel Gibson, but uh, he played his dad, who just hated him his whole life, and they had that accident with his brother at the uh, opening. Shazam yeah. is such a better movie than anyone knows. Oh, man. dude, no, that's super I, fun. I, I didn't go see it in the theaters because I thought, yeah. like, dude, this looks silly. And I saw dumb. it by myself in the theater because I don't think I think everyone was like, and eh, when I, I rented wait. it and watched it on Redbox, like. I was like, damn, I wish I would have yeah. seen this in the theater. It was exciting, you know? man. It was good, man. And then that thing happens at the end with the, uh, with the kids. With the kids yeah. And you were like, oh, my God, this just got so much yeah, better. And there absolutely. were like actors in that scene that you weren't expecting to see. Yeah. Uh, and I was really excited by that. Well, in his last one, 1917, man, uh, 1917 was incredible. If anyone doesn't know what that is, it, I mean, it was like a, uh, it was a hair away from winning the uh, best picture. Uh, it could have gone either way with a lot of the uh, pictures last year. Parasite, nineteen seventeen, Rocket Man, they were all incredible. What but, one uh, best picture last year? Parasite. Parasite. Yep. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, but nineteen seventeen, man, just the idea. I mean, it won cinematography, which it duly deserved it because it was all. It wasn't one shot, but it, it was looked like, like four one cuts shot. or something. It's like eleven. Like I think it was like is? nine yeah. or eleven cuts. Still though, that's insane. It, and like, unless you have a really good eye, like you might be able to spot them. I. Most people are not even dealing with that. We're filmmakers, so we we see that type of stuff, right. or we're looking for it. Like when, and it's always when they're walking through a dark cavern. Because when you walk through a dark cavern and the entire screen goes dark, boom, there's a cut. Why wouldn't you cut right there? Right. Yeah. And so a lot of these things were like 
20 minutes long, some of them, and it was exciting, dude. It was super exciting. So, yeah, you have to check that one out. It's really enjoyable. And he's great in that. He plays one of the officers. All right, so next one. I love this guy, man. I always love uh, him in all of his different movies, and I put that last one on just for you. Uh, Thank you. And uh, <laughs> This is the great Ethan Suppley, man. I've been watching Ethan Suppley uh, for for years, man, and he has gone into like this great. He's a very motivational guy. He's got his own podcast now too. And oh, really? He, he went through some crazy weight loss. He lost like two hundred pounds. Yeah, no, he was big. Most people know him as the My Name Is Earl's brother, the uh, Earl's brother on My Name Is Earl. Right. Uh, but Kevin Smith's had him in a whole bunch of his movies. We grew up with him in Mallrats. He was the one who couldn't see the sailboat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he, yeah, he weighed like at his most. I think was American History X. He oh, he weighed was big. like. He weighed like 350 pounds, yeah. and now he is like a, a bike rider and a jogger, and uh, he is big now, man. Mm -hmm. Now he went from like kind of roly-poly fat to like built, yeah. built, going to kick. I don't know who he played in the hunt, but I would have gathered he was a tough motherfucker. I mean, I can tell you a little bit about it if you <laughs> I want. I mean, you can tell a little bit about it. But, well, before that, what, we'll do, you, what do you think of when you think of Ethan Suppley? Uh, dude, I think of Evolution. Really? Yeah. See, and that's the one I haven't seen. I bought it, though, Oh, did I still you? haven't seen it. Um, that uh, It sounded great when you were talking to me about it a couple of uh, pods ago. He's got a very minor role in it, and he's he's dumb, him. It's him. Yeah. And do you remember that show? Um, it was called, like, oh, it was about camp on Nickelodeon. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It was a Camp Nowhere or... No, uh, that no. was a movie. Um, yeah. But... No, I know what you're talking about. There was a character in there named Donkey Lips. And Donkey Lips and Ethan Suppley were best friends in the movie uh, Evolution. And they both acted just... <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I just can't remember his name. <laughs> you owe him a name. <laughs> you know, either this part or next. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> we can't go with Donkey Lips. I know, right? Uh, um, but he was in a uh, small role in Evolution? Yeah, and um, the two of them from... Uh, the two of them, like just played off of each other so well yeah. and they were just like they were bros before there were mm. bros yeah you know what i mean <laughs> and so i've always enjoyed that. he's he was one of those guys that either played super funny or he played super scary you know and uh the first thing obviously i saw him in mall rats i loved him in mall rats he was the guy who ah, damn uh willem i think it's willem black is what his name was and he was the one who uh was looking at that magic eye photo in the middle of the mall the entire movie and pissed off that he couldn't see it that everyone else could see you know oh magic. yeah 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 he, he's like oh it's a sailboat and he's the only one, god damn it why am i the only one who can see this goddamn <laughs> sailboat and they keep going back to him and that was like the first thing but american history x man he was oh. he was crazy not only was he 350 pounds but remember when he's driving that van and he's like hovering over the wheel and he's yeah. like he's like singing nazi songs and shit it's yeah. a tough role for him to play and there's that crazy scene at uh, at the party where everything goes bad when Ed Norton shows up and like says I don't want to be part of this anymore and you're yeah. bullshit and all your people are bullshit and he barely gets out alive barely barely yeah. and uh, Ethan Suppley is the one that uh, kind of instigated along with his uh, crazy water girl <laughs> water boy girlfriend I know right <laughs> um, uh, I don't remember him from Road Trip he must have been just some minor he, little yeah he must have been I love Road Trip I haven't seen that in forever forever man. dude but yeah. back in the day I used to watch that all the time yeah, Tom me too. Green man was the I last even, time you got Tom Green you know actually I, I followed him on TikTok for a while oh really yeah. he's a huge podcaster like one of the original Original podcasters, the guy who really created podcasting, I think he even created the name podcast was Adam Curry. Do you remember him from MTV? He used to be one of the VJs, one of the original. The name OG, does sound uh, familiar. Uh, yeah, VJs was Adam Curry, but uh, 
at the same time, Tom Green was doing it. He was doing like a radio show from his house, uh-huh. and then it transported, transformed into like what podcasts would be and everything. So it's crazy. You're like Tom Green, like yeah. Freddie got fingered. Yeah, Tom right. <laughs> Daddy, would you like Daddy, some sausage? Daddy wants some sausages. <laughs> <Tom Green. laughs> um, so Donkey Lips is <laughs> is Michael Ray Bauer. <laughs> Michael Ray Bauer. Donkey I got lips. I gotta hashtag this donkey lips. <laughs> no one's gonna find wait, wait, someone hashtag this donkey lips? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh remember the Titans, man. I loved Ethan Suppling he was still really big in that uh movie yeah. too, but he was one of the really really funny guys that were on the team. He with plays the, with the, dumb the, well. He does play uh, dumb, but he plays dumb and endearing. Like yeah. uh, Cold Mountain. Have you seen his role in Cold Mountain? I haven't. He was a little slow in Cold Mountain, and he was really, you felt so bad for him. There's like a point where uh, the other side to have him and his friends lined up, and they're going to shoot him, and he mm-hmm. doesn't realize what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And he... he and they tell him, stop smiling. They don't want to shoot him while he's smiling. He can't stop smiling. And he puts his hat down and he looks over and he starts smiling again. And he's like, he's such a like endearing character. And not realizing he's about to get his head blown off. Oh, fuck. Uh, but Ethan Suppley, man, that might have been one of his best roles, the one in Cold Mountain. Huh. Uh, I don't remember him in Below. I've only seen Below like once. I didn't like it as much as I thought I was going to like it. I need to rewatch it. I like that movie. I don't remember him in it. Mr. Woodcock. Mr. Woodcock was funny, but I had only seen it once. Yeah, me too. It was, yeah. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street, he was great in. I loved him in Wolf of Wall Street. And I don't then, remember uh, him very well from the Butterfly Effect. I think that was may- another one I just saw like once. I think maybe he might have been Ashton Kutcher's friend, like his roommate. I okay. think that's what it was. And that was another movie that everyone seemed to really love that I didn't much care for. I'm I like, liked it. I, and I'm as a like, matter yeah. of fact, I, I had a friend who was in it. Um, there's a scene where Ashton Kutcher is at a frat, and they're like hazing these, you know... Uh, pledges or whatever and one of the guys from the uh, (laughs) one of the guys from the frat or whatever is like giving him a hard time um and that guy is from here yeah yeah his name's grant thompson um so it's interesting well tell us briefly (laughs) what you can about the hunt because i haven't seen it yet and i need need to go and i've waited so long to see that in the invisible man that i can buy them now i i I can buy them now for five bucks i watched the invisible man the other day oh do you like it i've heard from everybody that it's good i didn't enjoy it i I turned it off as a matter of fact i didn't even turn it off i just fast forward it straight to the end so i could just watch the end and be like okay well now at least i know how it ends what what was it that you didn't? i don't know i just just didn't didn't grab you and and the thing is is it's not a bad movie it just i just couldn't get interested in it for some reason well, maybe i'll rent it first then um yeah but everybody else that i've talked to about yeah, yeah, it loved yeah. it you yeah. know um so the hunt the one thing that i really enjoy is in the very beginning there's a group of people um and they're all like i know that person and i know that person yeah. and i and so you keep thinking like oh so this is the main character no, oh, so that's the main character no that's, so this is the main character yeah in the first 10 minutes of the movie, you don't know who the main character yeah. is yet, you know? Um, and he's one of the people that makes it out of the first initial group. Okay. Um, with the main I've character. heard comparisons, you know, Surviving the Game, The Hunger Games. I've heard different things. It is stuff I like that? I hear it's not as... I hear the idea that they pulled it was ridiculous because it's a lot different of a movie than what they, the trailers made it look like it was. Because remember, they pulled it for six no, months. I didn't know It that. was like a school shooting. And, they, and it was going to come out the next day. Oh. But it was just a violent movie coming out the next yeah, day. Yeah, it has and nothing they, to do with anything and, like but that. But they pulled it for six months. So, and it was like a big thing. So basically, these Democrats kidnap, <laughs> for real, like yeah. the hardcore leftists yeah. kidnap this group of like hardcore right 
people. I'm going to go rent it right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the Democrats hunt these yeah, Republicans, that's you know. Funny. You would think it'd be the other way around. Yeah, well, yeah. and that's the thing. Like, um, you know, always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. You know, Dennis... Um, he's the brother that's very pompous and just like he's I am a golden god like oh I think the one that got really big no that's Mac uh, um, not Charlie Day not Charlie Day yeah the oh, other yeah, guy that's you. not Danny DeVito <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's in it and like he's one of the Democrats and like he, he's just he he's funny but it's not really comical Isn't, you know uh, what what's I mean? her name from uh, Million Dollar Baby in it uh, Boys Don't Cry Hillary Swank yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. She's she been is. doing some good roles lately, like these weird roles that you don't expect her to do. She's, she, I think, we're gradually seeing Hillary Swank turn into a different actress, even though she's kind of always been that actress. But yeah. she kind of jumped out and did some big blockbusters for a little while. She doesn't have many scenes, yeah. but her scenes are good. Oh, I'll have to yeah. rent that. I'll rent no, and that, I like that's all I even yeah, want to yeah. say. Yeah, leave it at that because like, I know it's going to be on your 2020. Yeah, and, and, I'll, and, I'll and, watch and, it and I'm giving everybody a heads up now. I'm spoiling it on that pod. <laughs> <laughs> It'll have been out there for long enough, yeah. and, and Million Dave will make sure we watch it. All right, this next guy here, man, and this is our number. Uh, this is our third guy, but he's only done five movies, man. And this guy is probably the most accomplished actor that's had five movies ever. And most people know him by just one name. If I say one character name, you know who he was, and it's Fredo. Fredo. Uh, so that's the great John Cazale. And John Cazale, he he died really young of cancer, and uh, very similar to our, our our boy Chadwick here. So this is kind of an uh, uh, an appropriate person to put on this pod. It's weird too. It's a six year span of movies, just like forty two to now. And th- three of them are Francis Ford Coppola. One of them is Michael Cimio, and one of them is Sidney Lament. So he's worked with. He did five movies. Worked with three of the best directors that's ever uh, directed, and it's it's just amazing. Uh, so the, I'll just list the movies, and we'll talk a little bit about his roles in it. So he was in The Godfather, The Conversation, The Godfather Part Two, Dog Day Afternoon, and The Deer Hunter. I loved him in The Deer Hunter. God, I loved him. I love him in everything because yeah. he played such a uh, a very soulful type character, and I think that came through with who he was in real life. You could uh, you could tell that he was a lot uh, had more layers uh, than you. Uh, than you thought in every character he did. Like, you could see Fredo, when you're thinking Fredo, you know, he's that one brother that just doesn't measure up. He's not the warrior hero like Michael. He's not the yeah. wild man like Sonny, who's obviously set to kind of really take over this family. He's just he's just Fredo. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it's weird because I think it came across with very easily with uh, Francis Ford Coppola, so much so that he... Uh, put him in uh, the conversation with Gene Hackman, which was a great one. <clears throat> is there a is there a specific moment that you can think of that you liked him in, uh, or I mean, you remember him from Deer Hunter? Deer Hunter, he didn't go into the war though, which was great. But yeah. he did that. He had some of those great scenes in the wedding. I just yeah, his, and his hunting scenes. Yeah, like and that's <laughs> and that's what really kind of just stuck out to me. And again, it's it, like we said just a little bit ago. A lot of times, people are cast because of who they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, like you said... Yeah. He, he is the ultimate character. He is, you know, who he portrays himself as in mm-hmm. these movies, and you can see that. You yeah. know what I mean? And there's just a vulnerability to his characters that, like, they're memorable. You yeah. know what I mean? He probably had the most kind of on-screen stuff in Dog Day Afternoon opposite Pacino, which has got to be, like, an insane thing. He played that Pacino's the brother. One? That's the bank robbery yeah. one where his brother... Uh, they they were breaking in because he needed to earn so money for, for his uh, for, the, or for right? his boyfriend's sex change. I think it yeah. was uh, John Cazale's boyfriend's sex change, uh-huh. and then everything goes wrong. Obviously, uh, there's certain things in The Godfather like uh, that you think of like huge moments in history. Oh. Um, obviously, The Godfather Two, where he gets that kiss, the kiss, uh, oh. the, or the they New take Year's Eve kiss, man. Oh, man. And it's a 
it's such a great moment. People remember the kiss, but they don't. A lot of people don't remember the moment where Michael realized what it was, because mm-hmm. earlier in the uh, the movie, um, Pacino straight up asked Fredo if he knew. Uh, damn, I might even remember his name. I, I know this movie so well. Johnny Johnny Ola, I think, is his name. He asked him, "Do you know Johnny Ola?" He's like, "No, I don't know him." And then, right when they were at that party, uh, right before the New Year's Eve kind of celebration. Michael's kind of in the background, and he hears Fredo talking with a guy, and he says, oh, Johnny Ola brought us here two years ago, and it was fantastic. He said, he's a wild man. Yeah. And Michael's listening to him, and he knows at that point that not only did he straight up lie to him, that he was the one that kind of screwed him all, all over. And then, yeah. yeah, he gives him that kiss, man. Oh. You broke him my heart. Yeah. And then <laughs> and he then goes that, fishing for And then that he goes fishing. Time. See, that's where you remember yeah. the fishing scene. <laughs> that's such a sad scene, though, too. God, like, man. And he doesn't know it. And it it's going to happen. Yeah, it was like he just, he did, he made an awful mistake yeah. and like then he made an even worse mistake by admitting the mistake and like i just felt so bad even for him. earlier in that uh, when you think godfather when he he was too stupid to realize that um marlon brando was being set up marlon mm-hmm. brando was about to be assassinated right and the normal driver took off like mm-hmm. he's never taken off before and fredo says oh I'll, I'll step in for him and everything not having a clue that that guy stepped off because it was going to be a hit taken so when Marlon Brando was off buying fruit on the street, yeah. and then the hit started to happen, and there's a great scene where uh, John Cazale fumbles the gun. It like mm-hmm. goes up in his hands and goes in the ground, and he just fucks the whole situation up and yeah. almost got his father killed uh, right there. And you could see it all over his face when he walks over there. And he's just like, holy shit, I just almost killed my father. Yeah. And man, he has so much. He would have gone on to do some seriously really great stuff, and it was one of those losses that we lost really early. Similar to Chadwick, man. I could just imagine the movies Chadwick would have went on to do. Oh, my gosh. It's dude. crazy, man. And that's why we got to. It's great with the actors uh, that they put forward some of this uh, product that we could go back and rewatch. I mean, he'll always be uh, T'Challa and will always be Wakandan forever, man, uh, because those movies will live on and on oh, and yeah, on. And absolutely. people will tell their kids to be like, hey, this guy, yeah. you know, he died young. Yeah. He, but he lived hard. I think I think one of my favorite things he ever did was when he hosted Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah. And I forgot his Saturday And he Live played one. T'Challa on yep. uh Jeopardy, on Black Jeopardy. <laughs> That's right. And he finally and he he called the lady Karen when he finally understood <laughs> the the uh the way the game was played and he was like Damn you, Karen. Get your potato salad out of here with the raisins and no salt and pepper or spices. Like, oh my God, dude. It was so fucking funny, man. I will remember that forever, dude. They've been showing a lot of the clips, and I remember when it aired because my uh, wife's a huge uh, Tonight Show fan. She loves Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Our friggin' uh, DVR is filled with old Tonight Shows that she hasn't watched yet. Yeah. Uh, But there was the one on where they had the poster up, and they had fans come and they, like, talk to the poster and tell them what Black Panther meant to me. And he, he stood out from the curtain yeah. and everything and they all lost it and yeah. it was just really great to see I've actually seen excitement. that three times on, on social media today yep I've, yeah. I've seen it at least that so alright let's go to the next one hey we started at the lowest let's go to the highest let's all go right. to the big dog here man this is Michael Madsen who is it, it, there's a reason it's said with kind of a laugh because yeah. <laughs> Michael Madsen's just kind of a wild man and I, and I think he's a wild man in real life oh I think I, so I've too. heard many many stories about Michael Madsen and he's just he he really lives hard yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, Chadwick lived hard just because he was busy all the time yeah, Michael right? Madsen not, not that Michael Madsen has been busy 207 man but he's Jeez. done some crap out there too yeah. as of the last 15 years I mean really 
I mean, he, he got thrown a bone in 2005 and 2015. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, he but he was a staple in the 90s, man. My God. Yeah. In the 90s, Michael Madsen was like a golden god. Uh, and I probably... I probably saw him in the first movie here, but didn't realize I had known it was him. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have. Where did your remember. mind go immediately when you think Michael Madsen? Um, I think it probably goes directly to either Reservoir Dogs or Kill Bill. Yeah, um, mine definitely goes to Reservoir Dogs. It's hard not to. I remember Species, though. Oh, yeah, I loved yeah. him in Species. I loved him in all these movies, but, yeah, Reservoir Dogs was huge for me. Yeah. Because, obviously, it was one of the most violent scenes we had ever seen on film up to that point. Stuck if, in the middle if, with Yeah, you. if you don't know who Michael Madsen is, that's the immediately way to sell. He, said, yeah. he plays Mr. Uh, Blonde, who cut off the cop's ear in Reservoir Dogs Man. and just had a... Uh, oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk about a sociopath, like... He might even have crossed a psychopath at that point. Oh, yeah. And uh, you look at him in that movie, man, where he just does not give a shit. No. To the point where he even says, I don't care. Yeah. I'm doing it for fun. For fun, yeah. yeah. And he just, it covers, amuses me. He cuts off his ear and then douses him in gasoline. Yeah. And, like, and is about to, I would imagine, flame him up and just watch. Oh, yeah. I mean, it and laugh have been and it. dance. If like, it wasn't for uh, Mr. Orange. Oh, man. Uh, but all these movies, man, you look at all these movies. These movies are huge. This motherfucker must be collecting residual checks like <laughs> like crazy. Oh, yeah, dude. Because, uh, I mean, we can go down the list here. Like, he was in war games, but he was in such a small role. He played one of the military guys uh-huh. that was, like, guarding the thing while Matthew that Broderick That you wouldn't was, have any idea yeah, yeah, he was now. just Yeah, he was just kind of... I don't remember The Natural at all. A lot of people, that's, like, their favorite movie Isn't ever. Is that Kevin Costner? Uh, no, it's Robert De- Redford. Oh, yeah, It's the one yeah, yeah, with the yeah. uh, the bat that he uh, builds, and he's that's a baseball right. player. That's right, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I own it because people... and But I haven't seen it I, since... It came out. I was gonna say I probably haven't seen it since like '87. Yeah, but probably similar with me. '86, '87. I probably watched it on HBO, and it was probably a little slow for me. And but I know people; it's one of their favorite ones. So I think I bought it once during that DVD sale. There's a Dennis Quaid one that's similar. Uh, That's the rookie. That was good. The rookie. The rookie was good. Yeah, that was a little while later. Uh, so the Doors, I loved him in the Doors. He was just that fucked up friend Jim Morrison had when he was during his drug period of time, where he was hanging out with him and Billy Idol huh. and doing fucked up shit. And it was really fun. Thelma and Louise, he was good. That was one of the more memorable roles. He was um, Susan Sarandon's husband. Yeah, she, he was like the cool husband. But that I was said, gonna say he wasn't like the total dick. No, no, the dick was uh, Shooter McGavin. <laughs> <laughs> Shooter, <laughs> which he would have. Christopher McDonald. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he played the cool husband. He was like, oh, you gotta go do your thing with your friends. I'll keep the cops busy don't worry you go do it baby yeah <laughs> and it was a weird role for him and i was like i, I kind of liked him in that role uh i he would be fun to hang out with for oof, a night for a night he'd yeah. tell you some stories i know maybe a weekend maybe like a maybe a friday saturday night followed by a sunday brunch to reminisce about what you couldn't remember about the weekend <laughs> i had i heard this great story about him that and uh it's just this weird story and i i end up thinking i i think again about it every once in a while is uh I listened to another podcast, and they were going to be on a on a radio show. And right before they got on the radio show as guests, they realized Michael Madsen's in there, and they're like, "Oh shit!" So they ended up seeing Michael Madsen in the green room briefly, and they were like, "Hey, how's it going?" Yeah. He's like, "Good." Just found out I was a dad. Some chick I met at uh, uh, at like a car wash and everything. Oh my and god! Then he's like, "All right, let's get going." And, and they were like, "We're not going to address <laughs> this or anything. This, this is just like a random yeah. thing that happened to Michael yeah. Madsen's day yeah. that day." That's crazy. Yeah, found out a kid. Yeah, <laughs> stand uh, in line. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen Free Willy. I have, and, he, and he's in all, all of them. I think. Does he play the dad or something? Uh, it's been a long time yeah. since I've seen it. Um, <laughs> he doesn't play the whale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much I know. <laughs> um, uh, I, 
I can't. I think he does maybe play the dad. He he fits the dad role yeah. a little bit. He, he that was before he was like he was playing assholes all over the place. Now, I loved him in the Getaway, and the Getaway was the now, uh, Getaway was close to Reservoir Dogs. You know what's interesting, and I never ever would have thought of this if it wasn't on the list right now. We just talked about what a terrible person he was in <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. That was in '92. Yeah. Free Willy was the next year, so the next role that he played was in Free Willy. That's I wonder insane. if it was filmed earlier. Yeah. I wonder if it was like, you Let's know. hold off on this one for a little while. He just cut off a cop's ear. Because, yeah, I mean, that's the that's the meat in this crazy sandwich right here. Because the, get, the getaway, <laughs> the getaway, he was nuts. He was insane. He was that was the Alec Baldwin, um, Kim Basinger uh, movie where James Woods was like the uh, he was like the mob boss and everything. And they robbed this thing. And Alec Baldwin's trying to steal the money and everything. And uh, Michael Madsen is hunting him down. It's like this road trip where he's hunting him down. And Michael Madsen's just a psychopath. And he ends up. He ends up getting shot at some point, and he goes to a vet's hospital. And when he goes to the vet's hospital, Jennifer Tilly is there. Oh, wow. And uh, she's got a husband, and she he's, like, henpecked, and they don't get along and everything. And Michael Madsen immediately, like, kidnaps or ties the husband up, and she's all for it. She helps him. She's like, oh, shit. get me out of here. Oh, wow. And she has sex with Michael Madsen in front of the husband. Oh, and wow. then they take him on the road and they stick the husband in like the trunk and now she's part of the gang. Like Jennifer what? Tilly's like, come on, Michael Madsen, let's do this. What are we doing? We're going to kill these guys? I'm all with it. Oh my and so God. Michael Madsen was a wild man in that movie. So I, I love The Getaway and that was a remake of the Steve McQueen uh, one that was really good. Uh, too. So both those versions are awesome. Species, though. Species was fun, man. Yeah, he was... I was a character actor dream movie right there. Oh, yeah, dude. Alfred Molina, uh, uh, Forrest Whitaker. Yep. Who else? Uh, ben Kingsley. That's right. Marge Halgenberger? Is that her name? I don't know. Uh, the the red-headed uh, girl? Only Marge I know is Simpson. Yeah, I think it's the one that was that Michael Madsen ended up uh, starting a romantic relationship in the movie was. And then, uh-huh. obviously, the, uh, the, the very kind of uh, plain... Ah, uh, Natasha Henstridge. Yeah, she wasn't really anything for that movie to be important. <laughs> she did nothing for it. Nothing at all. I didn't <laughs> he, watch it 40 times. Yeah, for <laughs> Sorry with the VHS is paused yeah. a couple times. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good shit. Now, there's... I'm trying to think. What is it? Tom Sizemore. For yeah. some reason... Oh, they're I very get, similar. I get them mixed up I so much. I completely like, see that. They're... They're... They're interchangeable almost. They, they kind really, of they are, really dude. Are. Like I, I, I really do. And and I don't think Madsen had quite the drug problem that uh, Sizemore had, uh, but he's had his dark moments. I think for sure. there's been very few that have had. The yeah, drug yeah Sizemore's that Sizemore probably had. like the uh, him and Artie Lang. The Mount Rushmore. Him and yeah, Artie Lang for like, sure. Yeah, Artie Lang is the king. He, yeah. He's the first <laughs> on Mount Rushmore, and then Tom Sizemore might be next. <laughs> uh, when you gargle glass and. Uh, oh. God, uh, oh, snort, snorted. He snorted glass. That's what it fucked his nose up, man. Uh, Donnie Brasco, he was great as, uh, I think it was Sonny Black is who he played. He was the uh, the one that was made a captain over Al Pacino in that, uh, you've seen uh, Donnie Brasco, the uh, Johnny it. Depp movie where it was a very gritty look at the um, the mob, but it was very realistic. It had to deal a lot with how they needed to pay every month in order to survive. So they were like robbing the uh, the. Uh, what do you call them? Parking meters and everything. Remember, right. there's a scene where De Niro or uh, Pacino is trying to break into the parking meter just to get the coins yeah. out. So it really illustrated what these mobsters. It's not all glorious kind of uh, uh, bootlegging uh, booze and yeah. this and that. That's, Trucks full of radios. Yeah, that type of thing. Sometimes it's just stealing parking meters or <laughs> yeah. stripping cars down in order to pay. And he played a great character in that movie, man. I loved him in it. Well, Kill Bill, man. Why don't you tell us a little about 
Dude. Kill Bill is such a great character for him. Oh my I mean, he was in number one briefly, but it was mainly two. Yeah. That he, like, really shined in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, number one, I really don't remember him being Flashbacks. In yeah. Just that they showed him at the church. Uh, yeah, at the beginning, um, and about because that one, the the first one was uh, Lucy Liu. It was uh, Lucy Liu and Fox. it was Vivica Fox. Those were the two main ones. And was there one more? I don't think they did it because Daryl Hannah and Michael Madsen Darryl stole and the Michael show Anderson, in two. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's why I love two better. Really, I, I mean, and honestly, that like I just said, I also kind of look at. It's good to look at them as one movie, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, part, yeah. The, the second half, yeah. you know. There's a release. There's a DVD where you can watch them together. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that oh, that's awesome. Right together. Um, and, I, and I do think that, you know, he and Daryl Hannah's whole interaction in two, you know, because he had some remorse, you know. He had oh, some yeah. remorse. He said, like, what we did to that girl, and, you know, and she yeah, came We deserved back. to die. We deserved to die, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And Daryl Hannah just, God, she was so fabulous in this It's hard to feel bad for him role. when he buries her in alive. I know, dude. Yeah, I know. And That's where it kind of goes out of And the... he was the one that actually buried her, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Him and the little guy. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I've oh, seen better. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, and so... Yeah, she doesn't even have to come back to get him. Daryl Hannah just takes care of him. Yeah. That's right. Yep. And uh, she puts the Black Mamba in there. Oh, like, God, man. Yeah, he plays Bill's brother, man. Oh, God. But I, I do. I think that even better than the scene with Uma and Bill, the scene with Daryl Hannah and Uma Thurman no. is, is probably... Oh, that scene's amazing. I think it might be my favorite one of the whole... Yep. Saga, you know. Anytime you could do a close contact like that too, and it was so close contact, oh. it reminded me of that first season of Daredevil where they, that was their gimmick. They mm-hmm. were like, "Holy crap!" They're fighting in elevators. They're fighting in hallways where they can barely move. And yeah. It was oh, really, and he's really blind. What's that? Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you're blind. You know, like one of my favorite moments of with Michael Madsen wasn't even him on camera. I, I love the the scene where he talked about hawking the uh, the Hatanza, uh, the Hori, uh, the Hori, uh, how's it say? Hattori Hanzo. Hattori Hanzo sword. Yeah. And then after he's dead, she sees it, and you realize he didn't hawk it. Right. And you're like, oh, that just says so much about his character. Yeah. That's so Quentin right there that he could throw that in there. That immediately after that, he was like, why would he say that? And it's great that he didn't uh, hawk it because you kind of felt bad that he would just like. Yeah, no, he was he was a man who regretted his choices yep. and was living with what he had done. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was living in a trailer in the middle of the desert. If that's a, if I'm telling you, if it wasn't for the uh, the uh, throwing her in the open grave, yeah, he, he would have been kind of that kind of really redemption redemption kind of character where you kind of feel bad for him. But it could have even taken a turn where he could have helped her. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you bury someone alive. It didn't. <laughs> so right up there with cutting someone's ear off. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Uh, Sin City had a great little small role as uh, Bruce Willis's partner in that. He was great. Hateful Eight also uh, kind of a really good uh, role for him. I always liked uh, him in Hateful Eight. All right, let's move on. Next one. Number four, uh, number forty, number four. But he's had forty <laughs> titles under his belt here, and I love this guy. And he's also very recognizable. Also got a very recognizable name. If you don't know who this guy is, look him up. You'll recognize him immediately. And that's Yafat Kodo. That's Y A P H E T. And I immediately think, damn, it's so hard. What I think because I go two movies immediately. Mm. I immediately go Alien, and I immediately go Midnight Run. Uh huh. I immediately go Alien, and I immediately go Freddy's Dead. Ah, neither of us said Running Man. That's a shame. I know, right? That's that's where <laughs> that I go. Been three, but that's yeah. the next one on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, I see those two, and then I'm like, oh, that's right. And he was in Running Man. Like, Freddy's Dead is something I always forget he's in. Dude, you know it's weird. And I, I 
And now that you say it, I'm, I'm, I can picture all the scenes. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. He's, I love the part where they go into the locker yep. um, and pull out all the weapons that he confiscated from all the kids <laughs> that were at the home. You know, and like and the blatant oh. scene to let them know the audience to put your glasses on now. Exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> that was the weirdest scene yeah, in that yeah. movie, man. Put on these glasses; they'll help you see like you do in your dreams. And they're literally 3D paper glasses that uh, she puts on, and then they just dissolve off the screen. Yeah. It's like it was funny that they I, could have just put a caption at the bottom that yeah. said, "Put your glasses on now." It's true. <laughs> and to be honest with you, the funny story: me and Dave saw this in the movie theater. I did uh, too. Freddy's Dead, and we didn't know it was 3D until they handed us the glasses. We were like, holy shit. Yeah. But we also didn't know that we had to put them on at the end. At the end. So I'm I the dumbass who wore it the whole movie. Me too. And thinking, whoa, that looked cool. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, they didn't even have that in 3D. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was the last like 10 minutes of the movie, yeah. you know? But I remember those skulls popping out of the screen. Oh, yeah. Those was, were great, it was, dude. It was cheesy, but it was, yeah, I it was mean. good you, stuff, man. It was, it was, you took a chance and yeah. you went with it. Uh, so, yeah, obviously Alien Man, he was so good. I mean, most of his scenes were with Harry Dean Stanton, and those guys had... That was like the original kind of buddy comedy for me when I was growing up, certainly in horror movies, mm-hmm. where you saw those guys were just playing off each other and being funny and just bitching about the company together yeah. the whole movie. And then, obviously, they're scared as shit once starts uh, breaking down. And, yeah, I loved him in that movie, man. But Midnight Run as Mosley? God, I love Mez Mosley. Mosley's the, the FBI agent that's constantly trying to hunt down... Um, have you seen Midnight Run with Robert De Niro I've and Charles Grodin? I've seen it once, like a long oh, time ago. So good, man. I know it's one of your tops, though. Uh, it, it's in my top 20, uh, for sure. I read the book. I watched the movie tons of times. Uh, so it, it's a simple movie. It's um, Charles Grodin screws over uh, Dennis Farina, the mob boss, and he goes into hiding. He, like, steals $100 million from him, disappears. And uh, foolishly, Joey Pants, like, bailed him out before he disappeared. So Joey Pants is on the, uh, the hook, on for, the hook like, for, the uh, for the money and yeah. everything. So he hires uh, Robert De Niro, who's like a skip tracer, kind of bounty hunter, and says, hey, go find him. Uh, if we, we know the general area where he is. You pick him up. You fly him back. I'll give you $100,000. And he says, Done. all right, I'll do it. Yeah. And then right when he's about to leave, he gets pulled into a car by Yafat Koto, who's like the head FBI agent on, the, on this case. He says, I'm bringing... Uh, Charles Grodin in because he's gonna uh, he's gonna help me get Dennis uh, uh, Farina under uh, under arrest. He's the mob boss and everything. And De Niro's like, well, I'm gonna get him first. And they have yeah. this like ongoing thing. But what's funny about it is when they have that discussion in the car and they get out, you don't realize it until he gets out and they pull away that De Niro steals his ID and his badge. Right. So the whole movie. De Niro is, is pretending to be uh, uh, Koto. Detective Mosley for the FBI. Yeah. So every time Yafat Koto shows up, they were like, oh, Agent Mosley just left. Or someone says, oh, are you guys all named Mosley? Yeah. And there's one time that it happens where he says, where some guy says that to him on the airplane. He says, oh, he just left with Mosley. And Yafat Koto is like very calm through the whole movie and then loses it. I'm Mosley! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he like freaks out and contains himself. He, he's such a great uh, character in that movie, especially when he gets Dennis uh, uh, Farina at the end. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raiden and Tebby I included on here because he played, that was a TV movie. My mom would know this movie. She's a big fan of it. Very similar to um, almost like a blatant ripoff in a lot of ways to uh, Delta Force. A lot oh, okay. of elements with Delta Force. It dealt with the same type of stuff. But he played Idi Amin, mm-hmm. like the uh, crazy uh, Ugandan dictator yeah. uh, who was obviously famous in the 70s, and he was really great. He played a Bond villain, man. I mean, when you could play a Bond villain, Live and Let Die, 1973. 
he was that was the first Roger Moore James Bond movie. Oh, it really? was the black exploitation one that took place down in uh, Jamaica and Haiti, and it dealt with the voodoo and stuff. Huh. And he played like a dual role. You, you could tell it was him in both roles. <laughs> he was wearing one of those cheap like Mission Impossible masks. Yeah. And he took it off, and he looked slightly different. Yeah, and like, like, of course wait, it was Yafar that, that, Yeah, of course yeah. it was you. We've been watching it all the time. Apparently, <laughs> Bond's not too. This new Bond's not bright, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where's Sean Connery? Yeah, oh, right? happy birthday, Sean Connery! Turned ninety. Oh wow! Day, man. Can you believe that? Damn. He's him and uh, him and Gene Hackman. I, I appreciate more than everything. Just yeah. disappear. Yeah. Did my movies and I'm off. Peace. Yeah. Uh, He'll come back for something. Yeah, he will. Yeah. Uh, Brew Baker. Brew Baker's a movie we haven't talked about a lot on here. The premise was awesome. It just didn't go as far as I wanted it to go. Uh, Robert Redford was the new um, warden to a prison. Mm-hmm. And instead of coming in and just being the new warden, he pretended to be a uh, a uh, new uh, guy that came in. Like a new as prisoner? A new prisoner. Yeah. And they put him in the cell. And he, he walked around and he did shit. And he was in a gen pop for like two days before he revealed to everyone that he was the fucking... He didn't tell the guards. Oh, wow. So he was getting beat up by the guards. He was watching people getting raped. He was watching uh, drug sales go on. And then Damn. all of a sudden, he's like... I'm the new warden, yeah. and you guys are fucked up. Yeah, we're gonna I'm clean this place up. And I just it, that portion of it was the first 20 minutes, and I wanted it to be like an hour. Yeah. I was like, oh, I would have loved if it went like an hour, and then the last like 30 minutes it was just yeah. cleaned it up. And it was kind of the opposite. It was just a small part, and then it happened. But then it became lean um, on me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want to jump off the roof? Yeah. <laughs> you smoke crack, don't you? <laughs> now I put Eye of the Tiger on here. I hadn't seen this movie. And damn, I, it's not long I put on this movie. I don't know anything about it. I, have you heard of that? I never have. Why do I want to? I, I, I want to say it was a slow movie, but I know I'm just thinking of that because of the Rocky <laughs> thing. Maybe you can look Eye of the Tiger up Let's real quick. Here. Uh, and while we're doing that, we could talk a little Midnight Run. Oh, Midnight Run. Uh, the Running Man. Oh, yeah. God, dude. I love Running Man, dude. Not a lot of people realize that that was a Stephen King story. Uh, very, very loosely, loosely based on a Stephen King story for sure. Say anything about it? Or do you even see it? <laughs> it's uh, it's a Gary Busey movie. Oh, yeah. maybe that's why I put it on. You can't um, you can't deny Busey. I can read you the Google yeah, the Google overview oh, says Buck know. Matthews, Gary Busey, <laughs> is a former convict trying to live in a peaceful life with his wife, daughter, and his hometown. When it becomes clear that a vicious motorcycle gang led by the sadistic blade, William Smith now rules the area. Buck fights back, but his defiance makes his family a target. After things take a violent turn for the worse, Buck recruits his old Vietnam vet buddy, J.B. Devereaux, Yafet Koto, oh, awesome. to do what the local cops won't do and stop Blade's reign of terror. I am renting fuck yeah. Bill and Ted. Yeah. I'm watching Eye of the Tiger Dude, just tonight. this picture of Gary Busey holding the machine gun. Shit, yeah, I'm that's in. why I put it in there. I don't think I've ever seen that movie, and I definitely need to see that movie. Yeah. Running Man, I remember the first time I watched it with my cousin, man, it changed our fucking life, man. Oh, dude. We just loved it, and we probably watched it 20 times that, like, summer or whatever. I'm sure, we yeah. It. I probably watched it 20 times so the weekend good, we rented man. it. Like, I mean, tell us a little bit about his kind of, uh, his role in it, man. Well, so it was Arnold Schwarzenegger, Yafet Koto, and then I can never remember the the third guy. Yeah, and he, he went on to do a bunch of stuff. He was in, um... He was in Back to the Future 3. He was the one that measured him for the casket. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. He, just this nerdy kind of uh, very stereotypical. Yeah, he was the computer guy. Yeah, who had you know? the uh, the uh, kind of uh, that memory. Remember, he was like memorizing all those numbers yeah, later absolutely. on with Maria yeah. Cheater Alonso. I remember watching it being like, I wouldn't remember those fucking numbers. Right? Yeah. Um, and 
I mean, it's a it's a game show where yeah, it's you like get in the hunted. future too. Oh, and and we got a crossover here. You get hunted, and <sighs> one of the people are Professor Toro Tanaka. Oh shit! Hell yes, man. Um, I totally forgot that was on there. Yeah, man. Like. Um, who was he? He was Sub Zero. He was Sub Zero, man. Way before Mortal yep. Kombat. We got the great uh, Richard Dawson to come in, uh, the old uh, Family, Family Feud, Feud guy to come yeah. in and play a role he was made to play. Man. Yes. This was a fun movie, man. This yeah. was like, it was an action movie, but it was a lot more fun of a movie than you. Uh, than and it you was, I mean, being. it was dark, dude. Yeah, like, they had some dark stuff. I remember when it came out that it was, it pushed the edge for, uh, for, uh, Back then in the 80s, we, it was always a thing when you heard more than one fucks in a movie. Yeah. yeah uh, back in like the 80s. It was more of a 70s kind of uh, 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 thing, but they, they cracked down on it when PG-13 came out. So they were allowed a couple in a PG-13 movie and then more in the R. And you were, I remember I was like, man, this movie's racy. Yeah. Uh, because there was so many fucks in it and everything. Yeah. But it was violent too, man. Oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. It was super violent. Um, and so let's see. There was uh, Dynamo, wasn't the Dynamo? He was the big guy that wore the electric diaper. Oh yeah, that just like sang opera songs. Yeah, and, and everything. tried to electrocute people. So Subzaro, Dynamo. Who else we have? We have Jesse uh, Ventura. Jesse Ventura. Um, he was like, it was like Captain America. He was like or Captain America, like that. Yeah. Um, Captain Freedom, I think. His name uh, yeah, was. maybe that's what yeah. it was. And then uh, the black guy that came in at one point. Yeah, uh, like the old school. guy. Yeah, like Torch or something. He had the flamethrowers. Yeah. Was there a third guy though? Why do I think there was a third famous? I thought there was too. Like, it'll hit us later. Yeah, (laughs) when I get home later, I'll be like, "Oh, hey, you know what? I should go and re-record that entire (laughs) pod so I can say." (laughs) Uh, It was fun, man, and Yafai Koto was right in there, man, as. In a role that you would be surprised that you saw him in too, opposite fucking uh, Schwarzenegger. Was he the one that got taken out by Sub Zero? Because somebody got wrapped up in that barbed wire. It must have been him because I don't remember him during the Dynamo scene. Unless he came back later on, I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't remember. Damn, I got to rewatch yeah. it. Right after Eye of the Tiger. Uh, and I just put Puppet Masters on here because a lot of people don't know about it, man. It was one of those random movies in 94 uh, with Donald Sutherland. And uh, it was uh, was based on a Robert Highland sci-fi uh, book where it was uh, it was very similar to Invaders of Mars. They were coming down to Earth and they were taking over people like the Thing. But mm-hmm. they, you could tell there was something on the back of their neck which made you realize that someone had been taken over. So it was a lot of body snatcher type uh-huh. element to it. And it was fun, man. It was one of those horror movies in the 90s that just completely went off people's So it had nothing to do with Puppet Master? No, it gets confused all the time with it. Like, if you're looking for the DVD, you have to completely... I, I hate when people choose the same names. You know the English yeah. language really big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can pick another fucking name. I mean, come on. Uh, all right, next one. This is a guy, man, that's fucking... He's run the gambit of great stuff, and he's just started getting noticed for that HBO show. He's just starting to win awards now, and he's been around for fucking ever. Yeah, dude. Is the great Brian Cox. Hell yeah. Brian Cox is awesome, man. He's the first Hannibal Lecter. Very first Hannibal Lecter. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Most people don't realize that until you see Manhunter. And Manhunter is also... It's a weird thing... Why didn't you name it Red Dragon? It was based on the Red Dragon book, right? Like the and they remade it later on with uh, with Ray Ed, Fiennes and everything, and Edward Norton. And, and Ed Norton and everything. It was great. I like both versions, but the original Manhunter was the original Hannibal Lecter, and you got to see him in the cell playing Hannibal Lecter and That's doing awesome. all that stuff. And it's weird. He's young, dude. I'll have to send you a clip later on of Brian Cox because you're used to what he looks like in like Super Troopers. Yeah, absolutely. Shit. Is that the movie you go to? It's it's either that or it's uh, the X Men movies. Um, oh, I loved him. In yeah, the X-Men. like dude, he was only two. 
two. Yeah, and he was only in number and it two. Was, it was very yeah striker. And because he, later on, Danny Houston played him. Yeah, he played him in Origins. Right. And then I don't know. Then someone else played him in the the recent ones with uh, Jennifer Lawrence. It was remember the Jennifer Lawrence one where she went into right, the, uh, yeah. the military camp that was striker young. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I, he's great in uh, he's great in Super Troopers, man. I like, love super <laughs> <laughs> hey Ursula. I'm naked. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the most random scene ever is when they have him get really wasted. That's, that's what it, it is. Yeah, yeah you know. And he, he pulls somebody over. He's drunk as shit. And he's wearing a, a like a county cop instead yeah. of a state trooper yeah. cop uh, uh, uniform. And he pulls somebody over and he just starts pissing on their car. Oh, and he's man. just like, license and registration. <laughs> when you got to go, you got to go. Like, oh, it's so funny. It's probably funny. the wildest role he ever played. Oh, yeah. It, it really is. And it's one of the funniest comedies ever made. Yeah. I, I absolutely love that first Super Troopers. When I saw it for the first time, I was like, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. I'm going oh, yeah. to watch this 100 times this year alone. Yeah. And I probably watched it 20 times, 25. Uh, I loved him. Next person who says shenanigans one more time, I will piss away. <laughs> That's a great one. Um, might have to be my end line. <laughs> uh, some early ones, though. The Long Kiss Goodnight. He was that guy that knew what was going on. He's the one with the dick gun. Remember he had the holster yeah. in his crotch, and he said, that, always have a have a uh, concealed weapon. Is that with uh, Samuel Jackson, yep, Samuel and, Gina Jackson and Gina Davis? Yeah, she's blonde in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good she movie, She goes bleach dude. blonde, and she's like a, uh, she's almost like a sleeper cell. She has like a, uh, she gets in an accident and forgets she's a assassin until she comes out and she starts cutting really fast yeah, and throwing knives and everything. That's right. And then everything goes crazy and that's everyone's a good trying movie, to, dude. Really I good movie. I forgot about that movie. A lot of people forget fun. about that movie. But there was a great scene where they met Brian Cox earlier in the movie and he's trying to help him. And he's, they're in the car together and he's, he like rescued them and he's trying to explain everything in five minutes while he's driving. Yeah. And then uh, there was a situation where they didn't have a gun. He's like, yep, you got to have a gun hidden. That's why I have one right up against my ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's my dick gun and I know yeah. what happens. And then later on, they attach Gina Davis to like this windmill thing yeah. that keeps going underwater. And when she goes underwater, like the second time, she realizes Brian Cox's body's under there. Right. So on the second time down, she holds on and grabs, reaches into his pants and yeah. grabs Brian, Brian Cox's dick gun. And yeah. I was like, that is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorite scenes. I, I ever. love foreshadowing like that. that oh, yeah. That when you, it's subtle, too. Yeah. I that mean, you, you know, like, oh, there might be something about that later, yeah. but then they wait long enough that you forget. Yeah. It's, you know? it's great when it's done well. When it's done bad, you're like, oh, yeah. God. I wonder when we're going to see that yeah. come up. What's that gun in the corner doing yeah. over there? Yeah. Nothing. What's that poker that you put in the corner that you just showed in like a yeah. very extreme close-up? Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of his other movies, Braveheart, obviously, he was amazing in. Uh, Glimmer Man, I don't remember, but I know I saw it back in the day. That was the... Uh, Steven Seagal. The Steven Seagal one. Yeah. Who was with him? Was it uh, Damon Wayans or, or was it uh, DMX maybe? Or? I think it might have been DMX. Damn, it was mm. like, yeah, it was... Um, I can't remember. Yeah. Rushmore, he he was awesome in Rushmore. He played the uh, the headmaster in that. Uh, not sure he played in Kiss the Girls. I'm not sure either. Huh. It was uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans. Keenan Ivory Wayans, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Corrupter. Do you remember The Corrupter with Mark Wahlberg? Man, so good. I never saw he that. He played one. his drunk... Uh, oh, man, you got to see that. Chow Young Fat. Chow really? Young Fat and... Uh, Fucking Mark Wahlberg, really good uh, movie. One of my favorite Chiang Fat movies. I used to watch it all the time. I was a big champion for that movie. But uh, Brian Cox was the alcoholic father to Mark Wahlberg, and he played it really well. Huh. Uh, the Ring. I don't remember him in The Ring. I don't either. Uh, the uh, Red Eye, man. I loved him. I, I love Red Eye. He, he had like a 
kind of a role that was necessary, but it didn't really showcase him. He played the uh, Rachel McAdams' dad. Do you remember Red Eye when he uh, on Where, the airplane? It was yeah. all on the airplane. And yeah, he told and the you guy you have from to, uh, uh, Batman Begins. Yeah, uh, Killian Murphy yeah. says you have to. He went up to Rachel McAdams, who ran the hotel, and said, you need to take this person out of this room and put this person in that room. That's all you have to do because we're going to assassinate them or something. Yeah. And if you don't, we're going to kill your father, and we're outside his room right now. So Brian Cox played her dad, who just basically had to sit at the house the whole movie and talk to her on the phone. <laughs> right. But then at, at some point, he had to kind of like act when they went into the house, so he did had to go in br- full Brian Cox mode. <laughs> and I had to put the campaign on here, man. Just because, I don't remember him, but that, that movie was so funny. That is was that the, Will Ferrell and Will Zach, Ferrell and Zach Galvanakis? Galvanakis? Oh, uh, God, dude. One of Zach Galvanakis' funniest roles, man. He, I remember him being, I think he's like Will Ferrell's dad. Er, oh, He's either Will Ferrell or Zach Gallagher. He's one of their dads. He's one of their dads. I, I it would make more sense if it was Zach. It would be funnier if it was Zach. Because Zach played that really weird character. that He played a similar character on that show Baskins where he was like, he wasn't gay because he was married, but he was, he was very... He was just effeminate. He was just very feminine and yeah. flamboyant and yeah. just funny as hell, man. Yeah. Um, like game night. They were having game night with him and his family. Brilliantly plastered with... Uh, cast with his wife. I'm not sure who that woman who plays Zach's wife in that movie, but yeah. she's really good. She's yeah. really funny. That, that movie was fucking hysterical, yeah. man. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, Brian Cox, man. Alright, this next guy here, man, he gets a lot of love on this pod at different times, too, man. We've talked to him uh, several times, and my mind always goes to the saddest role. He, yep. He's played several sad-ass roles, to be honest with you, and I've been seeing him since. He was in Married with Children, man. He played one of Bud Bundy's friends uh, in Married with Children, so I've been watching him since he was probably 12, and that's the great Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah. 57 flicks under his belt, man, and I love Giovanni. He's he's other guy like Ethan Suppley who can get to that place where you you... You really feel sorry for him at sometimes, and he plays that very sensitive kind of guy yeah. in, in movies really well. In the Postman, he was played a kind of a scumbag, but you still felt sorry for him in the uh, in the Postman. Yeah, I, I go straight to Saving Private Ryan. That's what I was saying. It's, yeah. it's such a sad. I, I loved him in that movie. He was one of the shining. Everyone in that movie was great, but he was one of the shining stars in that movie as the medic. Yeah, who just wanted to help people. How do we and, help you, Doc? Oh, oh. God, yeah. His, yeah. his death scene. If if we were gonna do the top five best death scenes on camera and everything Giovanni Ribisi would probably either be one or two yeah because it's just so and a lot of that has to do with Tom Hanks because Tom Hanks is very kind of you the way he's looking at him the way he says tell us how to help you yeah uh, we'll help you and then well, and Giovanni just, Ribisi asking for his mom yeah, and you realize uh, he's dying yeah, you're like dude. oh god yeah this is horrible yeah but also <laughs> like they they really established his character as somebody that I mean you cared about the whole squad you know yeah. what I mean but like he was so valuable because he was the medic. He was if somebody needed to get patched up, yeah. he was there. And then the guy. boom, you know. Like, oh. There's a lot of my my mind goes a lot of different places when I think Giovanni Ribisi. Obviously, like you, I go Saving Private Ryan first, but I also go gone in sixty seconds. Yeah, as the fuck up brother yeah. that uh, Dick Cage has to help out. The gift man. The gift might have been the best role he ever played. I don't know that I it saw It was the that. Sam Raimi one with Kate Blanchett had the uh, had the powers, like second sight powers, and uh, remember Ke- uh, Keanu Reeves may or may not have killed Kate Hudson and dumped her in the river, and uh, the cops were going to Kate Blanchett and asking her to like do a reading for him and figure out. Uh, Hillary Swank played uh, Keanu Reeves' wife in the movie, and Keanu Reeves beat the hell out of her. This is one of the really? roles where Keanu Reeves was a fucking asshole wow, scumbag. Wow, dude. Scary, like woman-beater scumbag. Uh, but Giovanni in it played somebody that was really... He was uh, he was a little slow. He wasn't mentally challenged. You could tell that he experienced something in his life, and you didn't realize what it was. Man, maybe I should spoil it because it, <laughs> it, it it's really it's dark, and it it was shocking when it happened. And uh, 
Yeah, maybe I won't spoil it, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll get close to it. Uh, you realize he is troubled by something. You don't realize what it is. Mm-hmm. And he keeps going back to Kate Blanchett. And he freaks out on her a couple times where she gets scared that he's even in the room because she, he's like, you said you'd fix me. Fix me. Why won't you fix me? Yeah. And uh, he, he comes to where there are pieces of things that he can't remember. He's blocked something out. And he's like, I remember something about a blue diamond. I cannot put it through my head what it is, but it has to do with a blue diamond. And then at some point in the movie... He realizes what it is, uh-huh. and it's so horrifying, and it's something his dad did to him when he was younger. Oh, and there's sucks. a scene where uh, the uh, his mom calls Kate Blanche. You got to get over here. He's gone crazy. You got to get over here. And he goes over, and he's in the backyard. And he's got his dad tied up and doused with gasoline. Oh shit! And he's standing there with a lighter, and he's screaming. And he's giving a performance of his life. Yeah. Screaming at the dad, screaming at Kate Blanche. Why wouldn't you help me? Yeah. And then you realize what the blue diamond is, and it's it's completely shocking. And it oh. takes you out of the movie for a uh, brief second, and then you're like, holy crap. Yeah. Uh, really good movie though, The Gift. Check it out. Oof. Uh, but. Some of his other movies on Not here. Not sure I want to. <laughs> yeah. I, re- I remember seeing the Mod Squad. He was one of the three guys. It was like, uh, who was the Mod Squad? It was the girl from, um, damn, she's super famous from Homeland. What's uh, the game from Homeland? Uh, da, 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 da. Carrie, uh, she played Carrie in the show. Can't think of her, <laughs> her name. She was from uh, My So-Called Life. She was in that too. But he played one of the three Mod Squads. The Other Sister was another movie that no one's seen, and he was really good. And that one he did, and he must have just been really good at this because... Claire Danes. Claire Danes, yeah, sorry. Uh, the Other Sister I saw in the movie theater, which is weird. It was, I want to say it was a chick flick, but it wasn't quite. It was two people that were... Uh, that had slight uh, mentally handicapped. Um, I'm not sure what they had, but uh, what's the girl from uh, Natural Born Killers? Uh, Juliet Lewis. Juliet Lewis. Mm-hmm. Juliet Lewis uh, had some uh, mentally handicapped issues, and so did Giovanni Ribisi. Mm-hmm. And they like found each other, and it was this very wholesome, really uh, endearing kind of uh, love story between two people that you didn't expect to get together, and their family's relationship with each other it was I really good. I remember that. I, I must have seen it with somebody because it wasn't the normal movie I would go see, but it was it was really good. Boiler Room, another movie. People don't talk about Boiler Room enough, man. That uh, he was the star of that. That was basically the first like Wolf of Wall Street type uh, movie. It dealt with like stocks and bonds and. Uh, oh. Uh, who who was it? Uh, ben Affleck had a great uh, scene in that movie, and Vin Diesel was in it. Really good. Huh. Uh, Lost in Translation. I don't remember him Lost in Translation. I think he played uh, Scarlett Johansson's like boyfriend huh. in that movie. He wasn't a whole lot. Cold Mountain. He was awesome in Cold Mountain. Avatar. I loved him in Avatar. I don't remember him. Oh, that's right. Dude. He was the remember he, he was, was that business guy. About, yeah. yeah. Oh, was, what a piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, he was a piece of shit. Oh. I mean, he was the one who was like mining for the ore. And yeah. Was gonna. He didn't care a shit about these. Yeah. Uh, the indigenous population. Tell him to move. Yeah. We need this Fucking kind of thing. Asshole, man. <laughs> and uh, it was also in Ted. And uh, I've never seen Million Ways to Die in the it's West. It's pretty funny. Yeah I, yeah, I hear it's it's stupid as hell, but it's funny. His role in Ted, though. Have you ever seen Ted? I seen. I seen it once. I don't remember. So his role in Ted is that he's like infatuated with Ted, which is like a, a teddy bear mm. that Mark Wahlberg wished to life as a Seth kid. Seth Yeah, voice, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so his whole role is to try and like get Ted, and he's like, oh, to steal him? Yeah, he's <laughs> well, he tries to buy him. You I'll know what I mean? 
oh, dude, he's so fucking creepy. Like, you know. <laughs> he plays creepy. It's weird. That same with Supley. He can either can play endearing and very heartwarming, or yeah. he can play creepy as fuck. Yeah, no, It's he, weird with that dynamic. That he's he, creepy as fuck <laughs> in Ted. Like, what does that say that about an actor that can play both those spectrums, That man? says, I don't know that I would want to hang out with you. <laughs> Giovanni's sister is famous, too. Do you, uh, how well do you remember um, Days Confused? Uh, do you remember the girl, uh, the girl with the red-headed fro? Vaguely, she had a huge red-headed fro. What's that? She's real pale. Really pale. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She was in the uh, uh, the car with the guy from uh, Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. The uh, the other guy that got punched at the party. Right. Uh, that's Giovanni's sister. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, in real life, and they've been in a whole bunch of different movies together in small things. But all right, next one. I'm going to fuck this name up. <laughs> I'm totally going to fuck it up. 49 credits. Maybe it's not as bad as I think. Uh, Dijamon Hansu? Sounds, sounds close to me. So D-J-I-M-O-N-H-O-U-N-S-O-U. There you Dijamon, go. I, and I've been watching him for years, man, and I, it's always one of those actors that I've, uh, I should have looked up the way to pronounce his name, so yeah. maybe after this pod I'm going to go check that out. He's amazing, and what... I usually can go to people when I, I talk about him. There's a lot of different roles he was in, actually, that I go to. Amistad was kind of the big movie that became, well, that Gladiator role with him was huge, Dude, too, man. he was man. great in He was role. awesome in Gladiator. But, I mean, just Amistad, for, though, the, Amistad, didn't he win, like, an Academy Award for that movie? Nominated. Or he was nominated. He was nominated. That's, I remember that's how I knew who he was, yep. was because, yep. like... He that was, was a tough movie, too. One yeah. of Spielberg's... I mean, Spielberg's had a lot of tough movies. I mean, yeah. Schindler's List and, yeah. and Amistad. Amistad probably should be watched by everyone now more than ever. Yeah. And it's it's all about the, the slave ships coming uh, to America yeah. and then the trials and everything. And it, it was really a great movie. I had seen it. It's one of those movies that's so kind of deep and poignant that you, you watch more than once, but you kind of space it out once every 10 years type of thing. I remember it was one of the movies that I bought bootleg in New York on a trip on VHS that I brought home. I got that, and I can't remember what the other two movies were. Um, and I brought that one home, and I went to watch it, and it was a shit copy, and it didn't oh, play at all. Like, but up. I bought it for five bucks on the ferry in New York, and I was yeah, just that's like, what you get. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I remember him really well through, uh, I mean, I think he got, like, next-level famous, like, a resurgence after Guardians of the Galaxy, because he was in several of the Guardians of the Galaxy. He was in the second one also, but he played the one, uh, the guy that hunted Star-Lord. When Star-Lord was, uh, when we first saw Star-Lord for the first time on the planet, and he was looking for that ball, and he was just dancing. Remember, he was dancing through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, And we got to see that scene later on in Endgame Endgame, when they went back. It was great. But uh, Dijon uh, was the one who kind of hunted him down, man. And it was really, really great. Wasn't scene with he him. also in Captain Marvel? He might have been in Captain Marvel. I, I only kind of stuck a couple of the uh, the superhero movies on here. I just I think that it's it, odd that he would be both in Guardians and Captain Marvel. I, I, I'm looking it yeah, up. Yeah, well, to he's, see. he goes across he uh, the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. Is. So his character does go across. What is his character name? Does it say Korath the Pursuer? Oh, yeah, I never knew that either, man. Yeah. Uh, Blood Diamond, he was great with yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. Man. I only ever uh, saw that like once or twice. I saw it once, and it was really, really good. Yeah. Constantini was great in Man. Dude, I love. I know that's not one of your favorites because I've warmed it, up to it more lately. I really wish that yeah. they had have made another one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because that was. So I definitely good. warmed up to that one. I that was one of the most very similar to like Hannibal. I watched it. and I was like, eh. And then I rewatched it. and I was like, wow. I didn't know what that. That just speaks to you, man. If you if you. If you did not like a movie the first time, always give it a second time. Always give it a second viewing. Years later, if, if I'm I'm thinking about watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood again. 
because I have to I have to learn to appreciate that movie. <laughs> if you yeah, well, the thing with that movie, you know what you're walking into now. Yeah, it, it's yeah. not expecting something else that. Right. And that's a hard thing to do, man. It, that ruins movies for people when they expect one thing and it happens no, another. It, did. it completely ruined uh, from dusk till dawn for my wife, and she mentions it all the time. Mm-hmm. She's like, that movie was awesome until vampires popped out. And I right. said, you did not know that was a vampire movie when yeah. you went into it. And I said, yeah, I guess that would be kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. weird. <laughs> uh, and that happens to me every once in a while. I mean, it certainly did with Constantine. Uh, but there was so much good acting in that movie. Oh, yeah. Like uh, Tilda Swinton, Tilda Swinton and uh, the, the crazy Who was fuck the guy from that played uh, Lucifer. Yeah, the crazy fuck oh, from dude. Fargo. Yeah, man. Uh, it was and really John great. Wick. And uh, Minority Report. He was the one that fixed his eyes. That's right. Yeah, there's a sandwich and some <laughs> yeah. milk in the fridge. Or yeah. Armageddon. This yeah. level okay, that level <laughs> yeah. not okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's a wild man. I yeah. know we've talked about him on the character. No, but in, uh, in uh, Constantine, he plays this like bar owner yep. witch doctor voodoo really priest. badass yeah man. no he he's like a awesome badass, like yeah. oh so he's good. the perfect guy to put in like to dress up to the nines yeah. and to be like who is this motherfucker because he looks like he's can handle himself uh some other movies uh furious seven still have not watched a single fast the furious movie man it's just yeah. a, a one one day one day There's i'll have no a reason to i'll have now. a weekend you know and just so i can make fun of it i mean for a goof you know you got to do it i also tried to watch hobbs and shaw and i couldn't get through that really movie. that was it, the one i thought that i probably could do it was the thing was is it was just such a hollywood yeah. buddy you know i, I do w- like those guys but, yeah, yeah i do too but it, it it's basically them just one-upping each other yeah. the whole movie, and it's like, all right, guys. Let's... Have you seen Spy yet with Jason Statham? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, with, um, with uh, what's her name? Melissa McCarthy? Yeah, dude. So great. Yeah, he's... That's one of my favorite Jason Statham roles ever. Yeah. And he's done some really great stuff, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Snatch and all this stuff, man. But to go a little further down this list, I loved him in Shazam, man. God. Yeah, definitely, dude. And you wouldn't recognize him, too, except for that voice, because he played the guy that had all the powers. He was an old man with the beard. Say my name. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then he had to pass his powers on to him. Uh, I never saw Legend of uh, Tarzan, you know, kind of. Uh, I didn't like the old ones, and the new ones seemed like it wouldn't be. It would be more of the same, you know. I've never really been a Tarzan. I like fan. Greystoke. Greystoke Legend of Tarzan, the one with the Highlander, the Christopher Lambert. That was an all right one, but that, that really hasn't. It it seems like it's a lot better of a book than it is a movie, you know. I, I this, you this watch would, Tarzan, this watch would be Book, this would be a thing. Dave moment right here. So here's his mention. <laughs> I heard this stand-up comedian the other day talking about Tarzan, and he was like, how is it that, you know, a white guy can go and live in the jungle and learn to talk to the, to the animals, and the African people have lived in that jungle for millions of years, and none of them can talk to the animals? Like, <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> a white guy wrote that book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that this Legend of Tarzan was different. I think it was like a modern one where he already left the jungle. And maybe you had to go back. I might or have actually like that. seen that. And I, I, that was an element of that in the Greystoke old version one too. And I haven't seen that in forever. Uh, he was in Charlie's Angels. I never got to see the recent. I one. didn't see it. I you wasn't. Know, it just I, seemed. I, I just. I didn't like the ones before it. Kristen you know, I, Stewart just kind of. Was like, I either like her or I hate her in movies. And I know? didn't. I already knew going in just from the previews. <laughs> ruined that underwater movie. Ruined it for you, man. <laughs> But see again, American Ultra. I loved her fucking role in that. But uh, I loved her in The Runaways. I, I love, like I said, and, I, and she was great in uh, Panic Room. And well, she was a kid. Now, yeah. But I, I do like her in a lot of different roles. But there's some of the stuff that, uh, yeah, I didn't like the other version of Charlie's Angels too either. So I didn't think it was really yeah. my jam. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. 
<laughs> uh, and I'm very eager. I put that on this list because A Quiet Place Part Two comes out later this year. And he, he's a major role in it too. Really, yeah, major role. That's great. Yeah, he's one of the guys that like connects with her. I think. Nice. And they, and they like end up. Uh, if you haven't seen Quiet Place One, check it up because t- Two is coming, and it's going to cost you twenty bucks on iTunes. Apparently, I think yeah. that's what the, the going rate is now. All right, these our last two here, man. These last two are fun. These are Taylor for me and Justin. Yeah. <laughs> Not that Dave couldn't talk about all these movies, but these are these this, these two are me and uh, Justin's two of our favorites here. Absolutely. And uh, everyone should know about these guys. And that's that's the main reason to do these pods is that these actors should be known, man. These guys should have. Uh, Stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, not Kylie Jenner. You know, oh, I, I, fuck that. Sunny, <laughs> fuck that bitch. Fuck that. She bitch. can end us right now. Yeah, Carol, we can, she, yeah. she'll own us. Yeah. Yeah. We're gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Kylie. I really love yeah. You. No, fuck uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> so the first guy we're talking about, he's done has 45 credits, and he just recently died. He died, I think, last year, maybe. Was it really? Uh, and it's the great Sonny Lantham. Oh man. Uh, I, I wonder if that's how you pronounce it. It's Landham. So. Landom, yeah. Landom, probably. It's probably Landom, Sunny Landom. I always call him Sunny. Yeah. Or we call him uh, Billy. Billy. Uh, is that what you call that's, him? It's, yeah. it's always Billy. <laughs> Right. And that's a that's a term of endearment, man. Because yeah, oh, you loved absolutely. him so much, God, man. Dude. So and this is a hard one of where you would go first with it because I think it's probably different than me, uh, and I really love him in this. Uh, so, where where would you go with your mind? When oh, you it's think it's Billy from Predator. It's There's, Predator. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, then it goes to Firewalker. Those are my. Mine immediately goes to Forty Eight Hours, man. Really I loved him in Forty Eight Hours. Uh-huh. Him and the guy who played Dexter's dad were like the uh, the the criminals that uh, Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy were uh, were chasing, and he was just a big motherfucker in that movie. He's a big motherfucker. He's, he's a big dude. I mean, he's a big Native American guy. Yeah. And I mean, he always plays the big Native American yeah, guy. Absolutely. I mean, and uh, he had he would have no problem with that. He got him a ton of roles, and he. It, you realized early on that this guy was an action star and he had a presence when he was on screen and people recognized him and that's for me that's the greatest thing about a character actor they have to have that unique look you know like you can't see him or can't see the next guy and not know immediately who he is absolutely you know, you know the one thing that I do kind of realize that I I might have just missed with some of these movies because they're all pretty much action movies is I never really saw him fight too much no it's you, true you know like I, I he would be carrying a knife yeah, and he'd be looking threatening, or, or he'd, he'd have be a laughing. machine gun. Yeah. yeah, or or all of the above. Yep. You know, um, and he was just very intimidating looking. Yeah, and I don't think that he had like the the skills to be in a boxing movie or a wrestling movie. I think he was just a big, intimidating yeah. looking dude. Yeah. You know, and these are all. I mean, all nine of the movies we have on this list are big movies. Yeah, like, absolutely. huge movies. So he was in Walter Hill's first movie, The Warriors. Which Come is, out and play. Uh, <laughs> the Warriors was crazy. Not a lot of people talk about the Warriors. It was a weird one that, that never gets enough play. It never played on HBO that much. It was just about like a street gangs back in like the uh, late seventies, early eighties, and he was just one of the gang members. He was. In it, Southern Comfort. We talked about him uh, recent in a pod. That was the one where the Army Reserves uh, clashed with the hillbillies. Oh and yeah, the, the hillbillies. Accident, accidental shot fired. Yep, yep. Yeah. And uh, this is one of the th- I had sent my mother like 22 movies I think in this last run. And uh, Southern Comfort's one of the last three she's got to watch before she starts the other. Uh, uh, package I sent her uh, of DVDs, and I know she's gonna like it, man. It's, it's such a great movie that people, every time anyone sees Southern Comfort, people are like, "Did you hear about that movie? That movie just and that's also a Walter Hill movie, so that kind of carried it on for him." Uh, that's probably how Sonny got the job there. But 
as the hillbillies, it was the three big hillbillies in that movie were Brian James, mm-hmm. who's that crazy guy from um, the horror show, the redheaded. Oh wild yeah, yeah, man. Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was. Uh, so he's one of them. The other guy is that crazy guy that me and Dave always refer to him as the guy that trains all the NFL players. You'd have to see his face to uh, to re- you'd recognize him. He'll be on his own pod too because he's been uh, a major character actor. And then it's Sonny man as one of the hillbillies that uh-huh. was in the bayou and everything. He had like a thick beard on and everything. I don't think they were trying to like stress the fact that he was a Native American yeah. guy. Yeah. He's like, why is he in the bayou doing this? Yeah. Shit with these guys. And I'm not even sure he had a word in it. And everything man. He was just there to carry that. Big boogie I'm telling knife, you, man. man. You saw him with a knife. You didn't want to fuck it's, with. It's him. almost like he carried that boogie. That was like his Bowie knife. Yeah, because he had <laughs> no, that for all his movies. Yeah, no shit. Uh, Poltergeist. He had like a really small I'm role. I'm trying to remember him. From he that. was the one at the very beginning that was working on the construction crew that the girl flipped off. Remember, she went like yeah. this when she went outside because they were all like flirting with her. Yeah, just like uh, hissing at her and everything. Huh. And that was it. He laughed when she when he his uh, laugh, like, man. Yeah, his, his laugh is awesome. Oh, really great laugh, dude. That that scene in Predator where he's laughing and Predator records his laugh and then uses his laugh at the end. Uh, Dude, like that, that honestly, that's what made me a fan of his was his laugh. Like he had this genuine, but also like almost maniacal Mm -hmm. laugh that he would do. And it was just, oh, I mean, I I loved him in uh, Predator and (laughs) he, he just went around and worked with some of the best action stars. I mean, worked with Schwarzenegger, worked with uh, Carl Weathers. Uh, Carl Weathers worked with uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, I mean, he worked with all these guys, and so they all must have known who Sonny was, and they loved him. And, and Predator, yeah, like you said, and that's a hard one to stand out because all those characters were distinct. You got Bill Duke, you got Carl Weathers, yeah, dude. You got uh, obviously you got Schwarzenegger, and then you got that crazy motherfucker who stands on the bridge and decides to cut himself. Yeah, like and that just, was the scene that won, won it for me. I was dude. like, and you bought it too. Yeah, you bought that this crazy Native American guy. I just wish they would have shown that scene. Yeah, I, I, w- I mean, even if it was just a two-second thing of him just getting, you know, brutally murdered. Like, I just wish that I could have seen Billy land a punch, you know? Predator was huge for oh. me. When it came out, man, I remember I remember my cousin had seen it. And I was still at the Christian school, but we were watching movies at home and everything. Yeah. And, uh, my father would let certain stuff fly, but if it, it had too many... F words in it, he he would he'd start to get itchy, yeah, and everything, and want me to leave the room or want to turn it off. But if the movie is really good, yeah, that he'll he'll like forgive it. And then I remember calling my cousin. I said, "How bad is Predator? I'm about to watch it with my dad." Yeah, and he's like, "I don't know, man. We'll see, won't we?" Yeah, <laughs> dude. I mean, I I just remember like I think one of my favorite scenes in Predator is when Billy's standing in the jungle and he's looking off and he's staring off, you know. And one of the guys asked him like. Billy, what is it? And he's like, there's something out here. It's hunting mm-hmm. us. And he's like, I'm scared, Poncho. And he's like, bullshit. Oh, in the rain? Yeah, yeah he's yeah, like, yeah. bullshit. You ain't afraid of no man. And he said, this isn't a man. Uh, and like, oh, and you, and he knew it. Like, oh, dude, his character. That's probably one of my all-time favorite characters in a movie oh, ever nice. is Billy. Is Predator right? on like your top 10? It's got to be. Yeah. It's got to be. It's definitely in my top 50. Yeah. It was, I, I love the music, man. I yeah. think of the music sometimes. I might go home and watch it today. <laughs> man, I might want to watch some movies, man. Uh, they just released as a company called Waxwork. Uh, 
I don't know, uh, Waxwork. Uh, they put out a whole bunch of different stuff, but one of the main things they put out is they re-release uh, movie soundtracks on vinyl. And, oh, like, wow. Really good. They <clears throat> they do something with the coloring, so they all look like an iris. Oh, they, wow. And they branch out, and it's really neat. So that's kind of their scheme, and they, they have artists come in and do the uh, this great kind of artwork uh, for the... Uh, for the covers and everything, and they just released um, The Fog and Zombie Leopard Pirates uh, <laughs> and uh, Escape from New York. And uh, I love the th- theme song for Escape from New York, and I'm like, I'm like, now i got to look and see if they have Predator in their uh, thing. Oh, because I, would yeah. sit, I love movie soundtracks when I write. I'll put movie soundtracks with no words. Yeah. I, I don't want words distracting me, but you put a good movie, movie soundtrack down, I love it, man. And I'll have to look for a Predator. It's one of my favorites. I might have to see if I can make some kind of a song with the Predator beat. <laughs> that would be pretty I like dope. the inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just some other ones that we uh, added on here. Action Jackson, Lock Up. He was great in Lock Up, man. You knew he was He was one of the badasses. I, I vaguely remember that, but I remember it. I confused Lock Up constantly with Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash. It yep. came out the exact same time. They both dealt with prisons. Yeah. I mean, Tango and Cash, not as long. I mean, the whole thing I actually, Lock Up. When, when you mentioned that, I it made me wonder if he was in Tango and Cash. Yeah, and I think like, it's Lockup. I think yeah. it's Lockup, the one everyone thinks he is. That was Jack Palance that was in there. Yeah, and Lockup was Donald Sutherland, I think, was the bad guy. I think he was the warden in uh, Lockup. Uh-huh. Uh, Lockup was good, man. I remember watching that up north. It was great. I, and the last one I put on here, just because it's fun to put on there, we haven't talked a lot of Best of the Best. <laughs> it was in Best of the Best 2. You know, and I, I'm way more familiar with one than I yeah. am two. Yeah, one's the one with Chris Penn. On it, yeah, and, yeah, I, and Eric Roberts, yeah, and Eric Roberts, yeah. and then it kind of, I think they went to like best in S four, best in S five. It became a series. <laughs> it was a thing. It was a thing. For and a each while. one just got worse than the last. Yeah, so lucky know? Sonny got in on number two. It was, yeah. still wasn't a train wreck at that point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our last guy here, man. We tend to always end with one of the really great uh, actors that, uh, man, look at those movies. Man. I really hope you start the episode off with his scene from number three here. Ah, oh, that could be good, man. That could be good. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Master, what was his name? Master Francis is yeah. taking his bath. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> Why are they hosing him off? <laughs> <laughs> There's so many great stuff with him, man. All right, so this is Professor Toro Tanaka. Yeah. Dude, he's 20, great. 20 movies, man. Not as many as you think. You you think you think he's probably done 100, right? And if you... he's done 20 movies... I've probably seen him. Yeah. I've probably seen those twenty movies a hundred times. Yeah, because I put I'm twelve so on here with just him. to keep it low. But who knows how many other ones that we are familiar with? Yeah, and uh, yeah, we can just go down this list, man, and it's really great stuff. So if you're not familiar with him, he's a big dude. Man. Yeah, he is big dude. Is like he still barrel alive? Chest. That's a good question. I'm have to I don't look think that up. he is. Yeah, look that up. <clears throat> also, look up what his. Uh, Ethnicity is. I don't want to screw it up. He's a big Asian dude, man. One of the biggest Asian dudes. And everyone re- recognizes him from certain movies. You don't realize you recognize him until you've seen Damn, him. Damn, he died in 2000. Wow. 20 years we've been Jeez, around him, man. man. I wonder if it was a heart attack because he had like one of the biggest chests I've ever seen on a human being. He's Hawaiian. Hawaiian, all right. Yeah. And, yeah, he looks like... I mean, he looks like a sumo wrestler. He's that big. He's got that. Yeah. Not the fatness of it, but the the, the bulk and the uh, the muscle mass. On and he him. was a professional a professional wrestler. Yeah, I I, I didn't realize. It's that. crazy. He's ha- he had a crazy life. I'm sure someone's going to make a uh, documentary oh, that would about be him awesome. I would totally would good, watch man. a documentary about him. So the first thing, and one of me and Justin's uh, famous or favorite kind of ninja movies was Revenge of the Ninja Man. Absolutely. 1983 kind of kicked it off with that. Uh, 
goes right into one of my favorite uh, Chuck Norris movies, Mission in Action 2, the, the better one in my opinion in yeah. the beginning. He was the one that was like right-hand man at that prison camp. Yep. He was just like the mean son of a bitch who was just going to hit Chuck Norris in the stomach over and over again. I never saw him play except for Pee-wee's Playhouse no, or Pee-wee's A Big Adventure. Exactly, they're big fans too. Um, <laughs> Shout out to the <laughs> <Blessed Naga. laughs> Who knew? Um, I never saw him play a good guy. Other than that, movie. oh really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now I'm looking at this list. I that does make sense. I think even Three Ninjas, he was a bad guy. God, man, I put Three Ninjas on. I haven't seen Three Ninjas <laughs> in so long. God, last action hero. I love all these movies. Man. I know. Dude. He was Big Adventure is where he went next level and just like your mom recognized. Yeah, him absolutely. Because he was the one that was like, uh, remember the, the the fat kid that stole that may or may not have stolen Pee Wee's bag. I don't want to lay blame here, man. Yeah. <laughs> that motherfucker paid someone to do it. Yeah. Uh, so the guy who paid somebody to uh, steal Pee Wee's bike, he, he was like the um, what the the butler you know yeah. and then he showed up at the house and there was that great scene where he was breaking down the door and he went into the uh the pool and it's, yeah oh, it's such a great role that he agreed to do that man absolutely because, i mean you get talked into by tim burton uh volunteers great movie man that you just recently yeah. had seen and hadn't seen it for years the great tom hanks and john candy and he played one of the guards yeah that was uh, uh a sumo guard yeah well he did play one yeah of the he sumo played guys. a sumo yeah, guard so that, yeah that's why he looked like a sumo yeah guy. uh shanghai surprise i put on there just because it's such a piece of shit i don't remember that <laughs> that's that horrible madonna <coughs> sean penn movie oh the, no. they, they like got married sean penn and, her, and uh madonna got married and they decided to do a movie together oh, it's very, very similar to that uh they married uh, Madonna and Guy Ritchie got married, and then they did that stupid swept away movie that was like the dark stain on Guy Ritchie's kind of uh, <laughs> discography. I just remember <laughs> a few years ago, uh, Guy Ritchie had a new movie coming out, and they were interviewing him about his movie, and Madonna was there. Yeah. And she wouldn't even let him answer a question what? about his own. Every question they asked, she answered. And you could just see him like, Bitch, well, it I must made... have been one of the uh, one of the Sherlock Holmes movies. It might have been, yeah. yeah. Or that gentleman. Have you seen a gentleman yet? No, oh, I like I've it. Thought about... I got that too. I'll let you borrow that. Uh, some other couple of movies. I'm gonna we're gonna get rained out. I know, right? So we're, we're gonna run through this. Running Man. We've already talked about Dead Heat. I love. If you haven't seen Dead Heat, you gotta see Dead Heat. It's Joe Piscopo and Treat Williams, and there's like uh, something happens in this like a crazy scientist who's learned how to reanimate uh, the dead. So Treat Williams dies at some point in the movie and uh, he gets reanimated. So he's like a zombie cop opposite uh, Joe Piscopo and it's like this I remember that. train wreck of a funny ass. Yeah, I remember movie, that. Yeah, man, it was it was big at the time. Uh, Black Rain, I love Black Rain. It's one of my cousin's uh, kind of uh, obscure favorite movies, the one with Michael Douglas and Andy Garcia when they're over to Japan. I uh, vaguely remember uh, that. Dealing I... with... Uh, was it money? Uh, I get not that. money laundering, but uh, what is it? Con- counterfeiting. Remember oh, after the plates. I shit. get that, and um, what is it? The one with uh, Sean Connery and Wesley Snipes. Um, oh yeah, uh, Rising Sun. I get those uh, two confused. That's that's my one of my. If I think people would be surprised at my top fifty because there's a couple movies on there that would be on people's top five hundred, but not on their right, 50. Yeah. And, uh, and Rising Sun is one of those mm-hmm. movies. I fucking love. Rising that's a great Sun. movie. It's really great. I read the book. That was one of the movies I read the book like. Uh, two days before I saw the movie, and I was so impressed with it. Dark Man, he he played one of the uh, he played one of the kind of the scumbag uh, thugs. thugs. Yeah. yeah, thug number three. Yep, right next to that bald guy, man. <laughs> that Darkman did, and Darkman's one of those movies that people don't appreciate the yeah. cheesy effects that Sam Raimi did in that movie. Yeah, and. Uh, I, I feel like I that's another movie I need to rewatch again. And you forget that uh, Liam Neeson's girlfriend in that is uh, the girl from Fargo, uh, uh, Frances McDermott. Really? She played the girlfriend in wow, that. Wow, I yeah. didn't realize that. Yeah, very. I, I remember seeing that in the movie theater, man. I loved it. And then. 
did some Scott Speedman. Not Scott Speedman. Is it Scott Speedman? Is <laughs> Jeff Speedman. Jeff Speedman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the perfect weapon, 91, yeah. man. Yeah, and he's the assassin that goes and kills, uh, oh, what's his name? He's our buddy. Um, oh, oh, I can't think of his name. The guy from Sidekicks. You don't need Gee for brick breaking. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I can't he's think of his like name. He's got like a one-word name. Mako. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got a one-word name. He's like Madonna, man. Yeah. <laughs> but he'll give somebody the word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, three Ninjas. I love Three Ninjas just because it was uh, it was Egg Chan, man. Yeah. Egg Chan's little grandsons being badasses. Yeah. And they made a lot of those movies. They made at least three. Yeah. I remember it was... Three ninjas, three ninjas kick back. Yeah. And then I think there was a three ninjas. There could have been something. a something. Yeah. I think there was three. Three ninjas and surf ninjas came out at the same time. <laughs> three ninjas was fun, man. Yeah, surf ninjas wasn't too bad. Uh, I'll have to recheck it, that. It had Ernie Reyes Jr. in it. <laughs> uh, the last one on his last action hero, man. And this <sighs> goes right up with those movies like Constantine and Hannibal that I didn't like the first time. Me and my cousin walked out of this movie. Really? When we saw it for the first time. We <sighs> thought it was something different. We didn't I'm realize. The famous it was, actor Arnold uh, Brownswagger. We didn't. We were not ready for the comedy. And the um, and the tongue in cheekness of this movie. We wanted re- it to be a badass movie. And we, when he was like, when the kid got the bike got exploded and it went in front of the sun like ET. Yeah, that's when we walked, walked out. out yeah. yeah, but I wish I I watched it years later. And I was like, this was good, man. The end got real good. Oh <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember thinking when I saw the preview for this. For some reason, I thought it was Arnold Schwarzenegger's last action movie. Oh, and so I was like, oh, "I gotta go see this." It's <laughs> the last one. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So, yeah, that, that's how they got me on that one was my misunderstanding. But I, I thought it was a good Man, movie. This, I mean, this was—I was twelve at the time. This so. was a memorable night when I saw it. So I it was ninety-three. So I was uh, probably nineteen. Uh, no, I was born ninety-five. So eighteen, probably seventeen, about to turn eighteen, and we were we were just like. We weren't hooligans, but we were trying to do. Uh, we got into the. Uh, we did this ticket trick that we called it, where it was me, my friend, my Flip cousin Eric. Well, no, we we did it in a different way. We had well, no, I guess that was basically what we did. So we went out in the woods, right outside the uh, uh, movie theater, and smoked weed. Yeah, and then we got <laughs> super high, and that was what made us do it. Where me and my cousin went in, bought two tickets, went into the theater. I sat down. He, my cousin would take the stub, leave like he was going to go smoke a cigarette, yeah. hand it to my friend Steve, and then they would b- walk back into the theater. Right. And then they wouldn't know anything. It was opening night. They weren't checking for yeah, people absolutely. like that and everything. It wasn't like we were going there were three people. So we were ripped, and we were thrilled that this happened, and we were <laughs> expecting the best movie in the world and everything, and then we were just not ready for the comedy yeah. and the, the tongue-in-cheekness of it because it was funny, man. It was uh, dude, goofy. I, I remember when they walk into Blockbuster, yeah. and they've got the picture of Stallone <laughs> yeah. as either Terminator or Commando. It's yeah. one or the other. It, which is funny because they did almost the reverse with Demolition Man. Yeah, absolutely, that that, yeah. That ode to the each Ar- other. The Arnold Schwarzenegger library, yeah, yeah. I think it was. But it was the kid saying, you don't know who this was? Yeah. He's one of the biggest movie stars ever. He's great. Everyone yeah. loves him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the famous Arnold Brownswagger. Uh, right. Oh, that's great. And at the end of the movie where it got really crazy, where they were bringing like, fictional characters into real life, well, you're like, wow, this turned into some like wild... Remember, I can't remember his name, but another character actor, Robocop 2 guy, was the, yeah, was the Tom killer. Newman. Yeah, Tom Newman. Uh, was the killer in. and then you also had the guy Charles with the Dance. Glass eye. Yeah, Charles God, Dance dude. from Alien 3 man and awesome. even the even the Italian mobster the head of the family Anthony Quinn I could do this all day yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know Anthony Quinn was, was great, great a small little role great. for him too even the guy who took the ticket was the guy from Christine yeah that let him build the car there mm-hmm. he, he always played that cantankerous guy who usually got chewed it. tobacco and got pissed at people got the ticket from Harry Houdini himself 
Oh god, it was a fun movie. This yeah. was like a, it was a fantasy movie, man. Yeah. I, I always put this under like sci-fi fantasy. That's why we action. have area codes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a type of movie you go back and watch. It's a lot more enjoyable than you remember it. Or some people got it the first time. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's character actors, man. For n- number six, we're definitely gonna have a number seven, man. We could definitely. Have, my goal is to get to number ten, man. Sweet. Number ten will give us like, I mean, that's like two hundred or absolutely more than that actors. I, I don't. Well, we flicked away to the number we put on all yeah. these, so it's definitely gonna be close to uh, three hundred when we're done with that. Which great. I love getting these guys dues because Hell a lot yeah. of these guys don't get talked about a lot, other than like random little kind of shout outs here and there. Yeah. But next week, me and Justin will be back. We're going to do some Eddie Murphy, man. Yeah. How long did it take for us to do an entire Eddie Murphy pod? 154 uh, episodes. Four, 50, yep, 54. Yeah. That's right. Because then me and Dave, after that, we're going to do uh, Francis Ford Coppola. We're going to talk about some Francis Ford movies. And then we're going to do our wild card anniversary episode. Yeah. Three fucking years. We are the three <laughs> amigos. It's crazy. So everyone's going to bring in a secret movie. Maybe we'll have some games and stuff on yeah. that one. I mean, we're all three together. we got to make the best of it. we got to make some games and shit like that. Uh, so I'll definitely make that happen. Uh, I'll put something fun together. And uh, we'll either be out here or we'll be at Dave's farm. Either one, we can uh, we can make it happen. We're still social distancing, but we're, we got a long-ass table between us and everything, <laughs> and uh, we kind of watch ourselves. So if you want to get a hold of us, you can check us out on uh, Facebook, and you can see all our cool photos. i got a good one of all these guys from the character actors on this week's one that you can check out and see all their faces if you don't want to Google them all. And uh, uh, then you can also uh, shoot us an email, films at gmail.com, or you can send us a like or a comment on uh, SoundCloud and iTunes, our two platforms. iTunes might get $20 from me today. (laughs) 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 Uh, But until next week, see ya. Peace. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. (laughs) 